This podcast is brought to you by MVR Painting. MVR Painting is a Newcastle-based company with a passion for painting for well and truly over 10 years. They are a small crew making a big difference. If you want the brush with the best, make sure to contact MVR Painting. You can find their pages on Facebook or Instagram under MVR Painting or email them at mark at mvrpainting.com.au. Cheers, peeps. Howdy, listeners. Welcome back. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, look, on this episode, we had uh, one of our friends from the coffee shop, uh, Mr. Ty Gordon, a proud Indigenous man that, that travels uh, inland and, and along the east coast of Australia teaching teaching the Aboriginal traditional dancing. Um, and as you'll hear in this podcast, that each dance uh, changes uh, depending on the mobs that you go to. So um, it was a really interesting chat. I had a great time and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I actually had a chat to Mark after this podcast and and said that this was one of uh, one of the better ones that I um, yeah, and that I actually really really enjoyed it, and got me thinking about um, you know a lot more about Australia and trying to seek out some amazing spots and go and visit them. So, hope you guys like this. Um, anyway, it's it's probably one of our longer ones too. I think we almost sat down for two hours and had a yarn, so it was pretty good. Um, on the back of that, look, guys, this is uh, the last episode for the year. Um, we're going to wrap it up and um we just want to say thank you thank you for tuning in um you know i'm sure there's been podcasts you haven't liked and there has been ones that you've loved um as long as you've gotten something from it that's the main thing um so we really do appreciate the love we appreciate you guys commenting on the on the posts and um and all the messages that we've got we really do appreciate it so thank you very much um we hope you all have a wonderful and safe christmas and um and get out and enjoy it it's been a pretty wild fucking crazy year 2020 with covid and everything so make the most of it with family and friends and enjoy all the moments and all the small little things so yeah guys you know how it is enjoy let's get ready to rumble today is your day allow me to introduce myself top deck top deck top deck the top deck podcast now leave your brain stimulated Happy hump day, Joshua. I love it. It's good. It's almost Christmas. I'm done. Good almost weather. with work. Hey, counting down, bro. I'm fucking counting down for mm. sure. Mm. A couple of weeks? What is it? A couple of weeks left? Or yeah, I'm in holiday mode, but so. Yeah, yeah but anyway. We're, we're at a Chris, Chrissy party on Friday, so looking forward to that. Just yeah. Bit of golf. Bit of a, bit of a feed. You a golfer? Nah, nah. Just a social one. <laughs> yeah, no, um, one, of the, one of the fellas from work, is um, he's a golfer, and I said, is it hard course? And he goes, there's heaps of water and sand, so I think I'll be wearing me thongs and me bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fucking in. I'll be Headed in. Yeah, nah, but just a bit of fun. Fuck yeah, I like just it. Sort of we didn't book one this year, eh? Our work, just because of COVID and that, and like, you know, there'd be over 100 staff, man, where I work, so it's, um, yeah, they just... I think they just uh everyone can you know spend up to 150 bucks and i'll just reimburse you so yeah nice yeah that's right what are you gonna spend it on dinner <laughs> with who you if you'd like to come <laughs> i get a look. keep trying I, 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 I get a look. Every, every fucking episode you just try and dive in and milk a bit there's beer in there champ if you want one no 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 i just keep chipping away you know I, I'm, I'm intrigued in your lifestyle yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, damn it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but uh, if you want to go out, we can go out. Where are we going? Scratchly? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll get a plate of chips each for 150. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> it's 150 bucks. Surely yeah. I can take it. Yeah, yeah, surely yeah. 50. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. The big man can come. You're, hey. not, you're not getting no change, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I expect to at least spend <laughs> another, another, or what? another, <laughs> another 50 on top of it. That's what I expect. He gets enough right. money, that guy. Yeah. Blue hey. door. PJ. Yeah. <laughs> 
raking it in. Fucking not wrong. I reckon someone's got to steal Joey's um, loyalty card. Just start spending it. Yeah. No. Hey, he's got it. You can see he's like bumping in the chair now, Joey. Hey. <laughs> I'll, get a yeah, really? I'll get a statue on him, mate. I'll follow the mode. He's sitting there. <laughs> With especially with the like, because have you seen the proposal they've put there at Merriweather yeah, Surfhouse? Yeah, it looks so yeah. different. And they'll put us like a bronze statue of Joey, <laughs> <laughs> proudly supported <laughs> and, and funded by by the big man. He's their biggest supporter because he, you know, the grass area right out the front, well, dirt but grass. He had a mat, he become an architect the other day. He was saying, oh, you know, what they should do, they should get this grass looking real green. He goes, because you know, I'll lay up here in summer. <laughs> you know, I said, you need to get rid of the bins first. You want to be laying next to the bins. <laughs> but he come up with a mad idea. He's going to tell PJ to get the grass looking good so he can lay it. All you got to do is water it. <laughs> That's beyond gone, but you need yeah, to return. just dirt. Yeah, you're right. So, anyway. All good. Well, let's introduce our next guest. Looking forward to this one. Um, it's been hot so, potato with him. Yeah, but someone that uh, we, we've sort of met just recently, but become, mate, you know, grateful to become mates with. And, um, just one of the one of the files that we catch up with in the morning, and um, we like what he does in, in his personal life. So we, we got him jump on and have a yarn. Ty Gordon, how are you, brother? Good, brother. How are you? Good, Welcome. Bro. I'm here. I'm Finally, good. you mm. got me. Yeah, Mister Walkabout. He's <laughs> <laughs> calling me Mister Walkabout. Hey, that's all right. Um, doing good stuff, but eh? Mm. Busy. Always busy. COVID done my head in. Yeah, I um, got a bit rugged during the. The process of that but i'm back now back doing what i love nice. what um what just being locked down and not doing anything no or? not that just no routine you know yeah no that's routine. what i found no routine at all zero routine yeah. zero gym efforts yeah. the unknown zero. too the unknown you're not what's known. Going yeah exactly. i'm not like the first week of COVID was like full lockdown I know I was in Nara spear fishing in the boat. <laughs> oh no! And like that drive from Maitland to like say Central Coast was like me mm. and no one else on the road. <laughs> yeah, mm. I was like, oh, this is like this is really happening. Like yeah. this is because you turn the TV off, you don't watch TV, you don't watch any news outlets, you don't know what's going on. Mm. You turn on the TV, turn on the news outlets. It was like a weird game I, th I thought it was it was, like, how is it was just depressing yeah it was how yeah. are people in community like our old people that how mm. do they survive like if we're doing it hard imagine how they're doing yeah. you know yeah you're right especially because they re they rely on that um media stuff you mm. know they watch it they like, oh, i was the same as you bro like i didn't i didn't turn the tv on much no. i didn't listen to a radio at no. work i didn't do any of that stuff i just tr tried to stay in my lane and mm. you know like i was pretty pretty lucky that i still got to work so i had a little bit of structure mm. but like same as like around the training and eating and that mm. it just fucking all went out the window yeah mm. and the older community too like you know it, it could be it's channel seven it could be a channel nine or a ten but that's their source of information period yeah you know what i mean like a lot of them don't have social media or they're all by themselves mm. and so they themselves. just get they just get brainwashed and fed whatever that mainstream media wants to feed them so it's mostly yeah. bullshit I reckon. yeah mm. <laughs> what's, your, what's your thoughts on the vaccine nah. zero thoughts nah. yeah. mm. i'm not touching that nah. nah and i'm a transplant patient i had a kidney transplant when yeah. i was 18 years old so my life's a living Mm. medical report you know yeah. what i mean but i'm not taking that i'm not touching mm. anything no to do that. no I'm, I'm i don't even have like i have my flu shots but when 
my doctor makes me. I don't go and chase it. Yeah. You know? Yep. Definitely. You gotta have this. Nah, this. I'm not. Yeah, definitely not on board with that either. Mm. I, I always say, I don't know, I've talked to some people, and but like, I don't know anyone or know anyone that's known anyone that's had COVID. I said that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, but we, I had to retract that because I said it to the wrong person and. You dated you someone? Someone that passed away, yeah. Yeah, well, Okay. How was that for? A response to my yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, it was it was taken the right way. Yep. But um, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was right. different. So there you go. that's the first. No, that was the first that I I'd heard, and that's the only that I heard. I don't know. I just I don't know. You know, if you Google uh, dictatorship, you know, I mean, forcing us to stay inside, and you know those housing commission units those towers down in melbourne where they just locked them straight yeah. up and everything you know yeah I mean? like that that's, was heavy that was like a war zone mm-hmm. had they were putting stuff up on the window yeah yeah. yeah like you know and a lot of them were you know crack addicts and that sort of thing so imagine getting locked down for two weeks in that with a crack addict waiting to have its next hit yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's not where you Full want to be it's so. already worse now being in suburban areas in the flats and stuff Mm. kids crying mm. you know dogs barking that's not meant to have dogs yep. so imagine that in lockdown with no food <laughs> yeah true no and just being controlled you know most people like their freedom whether you're less fortunate or you're you you know like you're better off but you, you, no one likes to be controlled like that right? the police no took one. it to the next level i think as mm-hmm. well i went to during the process i went to um see my barber down at uh, maitland at Green Hills, and I went, <coughs> just cleared my chest. You know, you clear your chest? Yep. Going down the elevator, right? There was three of us, me, my son, and my little nephew. Sat down, had um, got my hair cut, three of us. There's these people staring, and she's like, hey, there's all these cleaners are out here staring at you. I'm like, what for? I said, I don't know. Oh, now the police are here, and the police are staring at you. Now, this is all what I'm getting my thing cut and i was like what's going on and i walked out and they go oh supposedly we've got you on camera coughing into your arm do you understand what's going on right now <laughs> oh we have a right to arrest you and wow dead set and i was like oh, what? i i can't yeah. even recall what i did because yeah. it's just like a yeah, it's, get, it's, get it's a normal of, yeah, it's, it's a normal get rid reaction, of the flam, yeah, reaction yeah, yeah yeah so i was like how did it how did they they must just have people like micromanaging <laughs> And watching oh, these guys here. Oh, yes, he coughed. Look. Yeah. Crazy. Get him. Get him. <laughs> but it's crazy, right? And oh, is it an essential? Remember they were saying, yeah. unless you yeah. can go for essential. Yeah. Is this essential? I was like. It is. I was Self-care. Like, <laughs> why? What do you want me to say to that? Like, yeah. I'm coming to get my hair cut. I want to go get my hair cut. Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happened to um to a... Uh, to a rep that I know. He, um, he was working in a bunning store and that was when the essential businesses only so you're going out only during an essential like to get essentials and um so he was in there and he was up on a ladder dusting up shelves and tidying up shelves so you know they were obviously like it was like three meters high or whatever so obviously in a warehouse it's going to collect dust so he's moving stuff around and he's coughed and an old fella was walking past now this old fella was 70 odd shouldn't have been out in the first place Mm -hmm. because he's 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 at higher risk so he should be inside so he's reported it to the manager of the Bunnings. So then they've come down and then spoken to the rep, Matt. So then he he's like, yeah, you know, he's he just was cool with it. Yeah, I get it. I understand. 
he's got the munchies, the big man. Anyway, and then he's um, by the time he's gotten down, packed the ladder and that away, his bosses called him. So the old fellow has called his company Meeting and demanded <laughs> an immediate test mm. on on old mate. Yeah, like it was just absolutely nuts. Mm. But it got to the point, like even when I was out, you know, you get an itchy throat and you're like, fuck, mm. how do you cough here without like mm. being seen when, and everything? But when you start thinking about it, it's like you need to cough. <laughs> it's funny because when you said that, we're in the hospital and I had a mask on. First time my daughter met my son mm. and I was like, you know, just... And she, as soon as she walked in the hospital, bro, she started coughing. And I was like, shh, tell life. And then she just got worse the more I told her to stop. <laughs> so it must be like with your subconscious mind when you think about it, you know, you need to, you need to do it. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. It's, but just, it's just all craziness. Even the, you could just feel like, you know, like just. There was like people like just had like more aggression like in coals with their trolleys. It was. It was so you could just feel it. Like I was just cruising. Like fuck, you want to go down there first? Go. Like it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, But there was just so much aggression Mm. around. Mm. That's funny. Fuck man! Imagine, imagine if there's aliens out there and they come out, man. Like fuck, man. The world's (laughs) gonna shit bricks. eh? Listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. Well, Simpsons have called it. Yeah, Simpsons have called it. Yeah. They call everything too, don't I they? Know. Trump and all that. Sort in, of have you seen that stuff? Nah, <laughs> freaky, eh? Freaky, bro. Like go through it, like from that Iraqi leader and Trump and like everything, like they just call it just everything crazy. Nine eleven, yeah, everything. Yeah. Hell, and that's fucking weird. It's sus, though. I reckon, yeah. like. Yeah, I'm a big thinker in that sort of stuff. I don't want to get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, let it out. I like it. I like it. Cause cause people, yeah, because people think you're fucking weird when you look when you think about that. Yeah. You know, because they, I reckon they'd be behind it, promoting it, giving it to the Simpsons. Yeah. That Matt Groening, yeah. it's all on Matt Groening, to say, okay, let's let this information out. Let's let's, yeah. and then how is, how is, what's his name over there yeah? connecting the dots? And then delivering that knowledge to us, which is first-hand knowledge mm-hmm. now that Matt Groening knows what the fuck's going on in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how's he? How's he knowing? And how come they're letting us know that he knows? Yep. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then you think, what's behind that? What else is he going to show us? Mm-hmm. And then the aliens come out. Oh, I haven't watched COVID, that episode, but I'm going to have to. COVID nineteen comes out. So did COVID come out on the Simpsons before it come out in China? Yes. Really? Yes. And two Chinese. People like in the lab open the vaccine, boom goes. They send that vaccine to Homer, <laughs> <laughs> which is okay. The UK, <laughs> which is Donald Trump, which is whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then no, no, no. it just spreads in the Springfield, and then it goes from there. Yeah, interesting. Wow. See, like I have them thoughts, but then I'm like, who's the the collective group that comes up with it, you know what I mean? Like they say the government, but you know, the government is a broad range of people, like these sorts of secrets and that with that many people in government and that sort of thing has to get leaked. It can't be held tight lipped, you know what I mean? So Yeah, but the people that Illuminati. I'm a big um what's his name? Nipsey Hustle as well was doing that pharmaceutical ad. And I think pharmaceutical has a lot to do with everything. Mm, pharmaceutical, yeah, definitely. Run the world. Pharmaceuticals run the world, I reckon, I think. Bigger than banks, bigger than everything. Because I'm, I'm on transplant meds. Like I said, I had a transplant. And one 
um, tablet, like one box of my tablets, right, is three and a half thousand dollars for one. And I go through two of them a month. So mm. that's six thousand bucks a month pharmaceutical is getting just from me. From one person. Just from me. A month. Mm. Lucky we've got close the gap mm. in Australia, touch wood. No other country's got that. No. So this is for every other country. Mm. Who's the boss of the pharmaceuticals? I don't know. Does I'd that make sense? Look. Yeah. Who's the boss? Yeah. Then you've got Nipsey bringing out that thing to say there's plants and there's natural stuff that can heal us. The doctor that created that documentary is dead. Boom. Before it come, gets released. Nipsey was prom- grabbed it, tried to promote it. Bang, Nipsey's dead. Mm. I've always thought like, that. Like, you know, they, there's a lot of cures for everything. They find all these cures, but the main things, you know, that, that cost so much money, like for a tablet, you know, for like cancer or whatever just they struggle to find the cures for it <laughs> you know fly the, fly the world and mm. face recognition and can get to space get to space yeah, all this crazy stuff yeah we but, can't yeah. but there's still poverty like we can yeah and we can cure covid within yep. the space of less than a year yep mm. it's interesting what is covid oh, it's a flu <laughs> something made up same yeah. as the measles same as suicide same as mental health, same as, what do you call that, when obesity, like there's all these other ones that are killing us at a more, more higher rate. rate. Higher rate. Like, mm. <laughs> double, triple. Like double, triple. Yeah. In community. Yeah. You know, like Gluey with our kids are killing mm. Aboriginal people in Aboriginal communities more than what COVID has ever done. But COVID's the go-to, huh? Mm. I don't know. Interesting. It's yeah. <laughs> it, it is, man. Like there's so many ways to yeah. look at it. I'll never get bored at like. <laughs> put it that way. I'm never bored. I'm always thinking. I'm always. Yeah. You know. That's good, but like Heafy didn't talk to me for two days there, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, because he had his phone off. You know, Heafy's like yeah. with his phone, and I've just gone back in them two days, just reflecting, like, what have I done? <laughs> I <was thinking> like, <laughs> you know, I did nothing. He just didn't have his phone for the two yeah, days. Yeah. He was with his wife, you know, just enjoying that. Yeah. And like, that's my brain's just yeah. like, oh, what, what's happened? What's what's what? What did I do wrong here? I didn't do nothing wrong. That, yeah, that's what. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know? the same. We had a Q and A thing last week that we didn't. Um, it was on um, like, what's your most thought. reoccurring thought? like pattern throughout the day you know you have so many thoughts mm. what's your recurring one and it was similar to that and mine was like similar to what you said but mine was like i'm not doing enough i always feel like i'm not doing enough like if, if it's at work i'm busy as i'm i still feel like i can be doing more mm. if i'm at the gym i walk out and mm. i'm fucking up at 3 30 in the morning mm. going to the gym and i walk out and i go oh i should have done more mm. just like stuff like that and mm. it's like fuck, always beat myself up or overthinking shit like that it's like tiring sometimes <laughs> It Mine's is. just traveling country. Yeah. I haven't traveled enough country yet. Yeah. Like people will worry about going overseas. I've done the whole overseas thing. It's not my thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like being here and being present in Australia is, um, to me, the most mind-blowing thing ever. Mm. Because there's so much country out there. Heaps. So many waterfalls, so many rock pools, so many, you know what I mean? Beautiful women, yeah. all in Australia. They all come in here. Why do we need to go anywhere else? Yeah, you're right. So and then true. we go to a festival on the weekend, like I said, that Bunyanut Festival, which is thousands of years old. And then just opened up my mind again. I thought I knew dance. I've de- been dancing my whole life across the world, like I said. And then I go up there and it's a completely new world. 
like completely new world and it's in Australia. And I'm like, why haven't I been here before? Why haven't I done this? Like I said, yeah. like you said, I'm like, I haven't done enough. Yeah. So I'm, I've already planned to pack my bags around New Year's and I'm going. Nice. You know? Where you off to? Um, Queensland. Yeah. Queensland. Like, Mums? as in moving, just no, no, cruising no, no, or just, just going on a trip? Yeah, just driving. What, um, when you, when you say dance there, um, you know, I guess me and Mark sort of have a, a sort of a good idea of what you're talking about there, but for the people at home that aren't listening, so you do traditional... Ab- yeah, traditional Aboriginal dancing. Yep. So I'm from Brewarana. Um, on my dad's side's from Brewarana. My mum's side... Her mum was taken away, right? So, in that itself is very, um, I don't know, I don't, I can't read my nan, but every time I try and get information out of her, she doesn't talk about it. So, obviously, her mother was taken, you know, the the, Mm. um, stolen generation, or she was taken. Then she met my pop. So, my... My pop and then come from um, Colorinabri. That's where mum comes from. So that's where I claim now. Um, and Nan's a Williams from Wurrabinda, which is who I met on the weekend. And we've only just found that out in the last three years that she's from that place. And I sat with them old men on that on the weekend and said, oh, is this there and is that there? And yeah, yeah, they're all our mob. They're, they're mobs here, that mob's here. So I was like, oh, my God, this is... That's where my mob is now. So I'm, that's my obligation now is to go up there and learn. The, the, the best way for me to connect to country is to find out what their dances are. Because with dance comes song, comes story, and they call it song lines now, is to connect all them song lines up there. Because not that I know everything about Dad's side, but I know enough to get me out of trouble. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. Without having an ego about it. Yep. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Super interesting. Well, off the back of that, let's take it back, or mm. strip it right back to when you were younger. So, did mm. you grow up in Brewarrina or? No, I, I was there every holiday. So, yeah. a week before school holidays happened from when I was a kid, a week before holidays come, my bags was packed. Any lift that was going to Brewarrina, I was on it, you know? And I spent time in them little country towns like Walgett was one. That's where my nan's from. So dad's mum's from Walgut. Mum's mum and dad, obviously we claim Colorinabri, so I was there as well. So Brewarana, Collie, Walgut yeah. was where I spent my holidays, that's, back there with the family. That's where you grew up. And they all they all still lived a mission life back there. No electricity, fire, stove, like wood stove. Uh, we had to go down and get the water. We had a big pool there, but it was full of river water. Like, it was like... Humbling, humbling, humbling. Are you grateful for that? Oh, yeah. so grateful. Yeah. I think every day. And I wish we could go back to them, mm. them days because everything was so simple then. You know what I mean? Um, simple and slow. Simple and slow. Everything's gifted to us now. That's why our kids are mm. the way they are. You know? <laughs> I remember as soon as it rained, as soon as it rained, we just took our clothes off, just had our swimming shorts on, made bark shoes with like bark off the tree and rope, tie it to our feet, and then we... It was like, um, what are they called in the snow? 
Skis. It's like skis, skiing across the mud water because it'd build up on your shoes, see? Yeah. And it'd thrash your shoes. We had good shoes and we had Lynx shoes. <laughs> they didn't have shoes in Brie, you know? Yep. We, didn't want to, we didn't want to muck the Lynx shoes up. <laughs> so we just put the bark on them, walk country. Yeah, it was good. Kill an emu, kill a kangaroo, catch some yabbies, catch some fish. Like now, none of the kids wouldn't even know what a yabby mm. is. How to know? do that. How to do that, mm. even. And that's when I... um. That's when I started dancing. I moved to Dubbo. I grew up in Dubbo. We moved out of the ghetto. Um, Veggie Valley, you might have heard of that. West Dubbo. Yeah. was known for riots and um, stolen cars, burnt down houses. Like, it was rough. But that was home. You know what I mean? Dad worked in juvenile justice back then. So we had all the neighbourhood gangsters rocking up saying... Okay, we ready? Or like, Dad would take them on camps and get them out of jail, and it was pretty. It was pretty good having that around because then when we walked the streets, we were like, "Oh, mm. nah, they're right. That's that's Claudie's boys. They got the respect, or they're yep. you know." Mm. And um, that street knowledge type, yeah, stuff. street knowledge type stuff. And then plus, all on Mum's side, God bless them. Every single one of them males on Mum's side. So Mum had four sisters, and they all had kids. Right, they all had boys, girls, every single one of them except for two, three, four, four, and two of them are girls. All went to jail, except for us, except for me and my brother, my two sisters, and two other cousins. Other two other girl cousins are the only ones that didn't go to jail. So that was a big cycle there of visiting yeah. them, and when they get out of jail, they come to home. So that's what kind of life I lived back home. I found TAFE, dropped out of school. You know, running a mark, mm. dropped out of school. Um, Mrs. that I was with had a baby. I was a father at 17. You know, everything was like, oh, this is heavy at 17. So I had to grow up pretty pretty quick. Pretty quick. You know, I went to TAFE, um, Yarra Centre, it's called. And there was me and four other brothers. So Mikey, he's still here. He's in um, Queensland. Kev. There's another brother. He passed away now. Wayne is another brother. He's alive. He's still in Queensland. And me and my, our teacher, Uncle Ninti. So we got taught dance. So he, he our teacher went from NASDA. So he was a teacher at NASDA. Have you heard of NASDA? No. NASDA is like an Aboriginal dance company. It was pretty famous all across the world. People come there to, to watch them and they travel around. So he was a teacher from there and then he got a job at this Yarra Damara Centre, which was the first... Aboriginal Centre in Central West Australia, Western New South Wales, sorry. So we went there, learned how to dance uh, for six months, and then we started dancing in community. Um, the dances in community that we used to do raised the most funds in 12 months than any other TAFE in the world, in Australia. So the, our dance... So when we'd go dance, they'd obviously pay for us to dance mm. at, the, at the gig. Pay the TAFE, don't pay us. We was on Centrelink, you know, mm. for going to TAFE. But we were the biggest <laughs> merchandise coming out of New South Wales, TAFE. So that was pretty big for us as an achievement. We were just there to get Centrelink, you know mm. what I mean, eating chips and gravy every day. <laughs> we didn't actually realise how good we were mm. until later on in life. Like now when I look back, I'm like, oh, shit, we really were big. Like the Queen come over one time, Harry and... William, Harry and Will. Williams, them, Prince them princes, Williams, yeah. and they're nothing like they don't mean nothing to me. But to an outside 
world. Yeah. They're That's like the, scale. the bees and knees, yeah. you know what I mean? Dancing in Sydney. Oh, we're going to Sydney to dance. Like back then, but Sydney there was. There was a was big um, mob in Sydney, Bangara. Bangara? Oh, that's where he was a teacher at. I did, Bangara. I did a fair bit yeah. of it at school for Newcastle High. Yeah. And we uh, went open to Sydney Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I went there yeah. with like the yeah. mob from Newcastle yeah. High. Well, we was so. me- I was meant to do that. Um, I'd. I missed so many opportunities just because I went back home to Brie. Yeah. Like I was meant to do the Olympics, went home to Brie. Meant to dance for Archie Roach, which was like, Archie Roach to me is like an icon. Um, went back to Brie, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. everything was just about being back out in country. I don't know, I was like this. Um, and I've always been a drifter. Like I've always been up and down. Yeah, that's, yes, that's not a bad thing, but no, you know, I it's love always it. Good, bro. I love it. To like I said, I'm never <laughs> bored. I'm always connecting mm. back, and so finished. Go back to the dancing. Um, finished that for four years, right? We've done four years, like a diploma sort of thing. Um, went to graduation day. Where's my? Son? And then I was like, oh, I got these here. Filled in for another job to be a dancer at a dancing academy. Where was that? At? I think that was in Sydney, and they're like, "Oh, do you have any qualifications?" Yeah, I've got these dancing. Did 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 type it in. No, I can't find you. Did 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 no, you're not in there. So then, four years I did. We did. None of it was documented. Oh no, <laughs> none of it was written down. None of it was documented. Just because the the manager of the whole um, Tove. Yeah, it was a dickhead. Yeah, wow. And like. We give our books away to them, which had everything in it. Like all our songs, all our stuff was in their books. Give it to them to Mark to give back to, like, you know, gone. Yeah. <laughs> so that broke my heart. But from that changed my life. So they used to say, oh, let's go camping. You come camping? I was like, nah, I'm going fucking camping where I can sit back and yeah. enjoy myself. You know what I mean? Poke around town. I was like, oh, just come out once. Just come out once. And we'll, I was like, all right. But like, I was a windy fella. If I get scared, are you want to bring me back in town? They said, yeah, we'll bring you back in town. <laughs> so we went out bush for the night. I can still remember it clear as day. There was a dance circle on the ground. There was three fires. Bang. All right, let's stack the fires up. To me, this was new. To them, that was life, you know? Yeah. All right, we stacked the fires up. And they lit them up. And then we started dancing. As the sun was going down while the fires were lit. And I was like... Wow, like a whole new life got opened up to me that night. Do you think it was a spiritual awakening? It was a spiritual awakening for sure. Because mm. then from then, every week we were out mm. camping, camping. At what age were you then? I was 16. Because it probably leads off to the back of my, the next question. It was like, have you always been spiritually connected to your culture or your mob? Or was there a time that this developed? Was that the time? Oh, that was the time because I was on the Yandi pretty heavy then, Yandi's marijuana. And they, the uncles then said, you can't come out here stoned. Like you can't come out here after you have a smoke. And then I knew oh, this is real. So every Wednesday I wouldn't smoke. And then, oh, I can do that now. Thursday I wouldn't smoke every Friday mm. and that's what led to me to get off the smoke as well so yeah. I was more alive and present even though I was still a active kid and very that to me was a big step towards where I am today you know how good is that yeah that w- woke me up um, 
And then they took me, they said, oh, we'll go out to Uncle Paul's. Um, we're going to go to Uncle Paul's for a week. You want to come out there? This is a TAFE trip. They got me. The boys got me, you know. It was a lie. I said, oh, we're going to Uncle Paul's for a week camping. Coming out there for a week? I said, yeah, I know Uncle Paul. That's my uncle, you know. Mm-hmm. It is my blood's uncle, so dad's cousin, first cousin. And they all these fellas are mad on him, see. And I was thinking, why are they mad on him for? Why are they going out there, you know? Why are they going out this country? And anyways, we're walking there, uh, driving there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I know where I'm at now. It's the back of, back of our property. That we owned, we've signed a 99 year lease, but it's all our homelands where we live, you know? Big mountains and big water holes. And I know pretty much, not all of it, but I know how to get around there. At that time as well, um, they said, no, nah, you're not. Um, got the hair bang, started talking, got the yarn. And all right, you've got to go and camp over there now. Went and camped with his other lads who I was with, except for one, because he already been through what I'm about to go through, right? <laughs> Oh, my old Uncle Paul comes over. I give him a shake. Hey, going on? We're talking. He's like, all right, um, you're going to go for this ceremony now and you're going to turn you know, from a man, uh, from a boy to a man. I was like, oh. Like, everything just stopped like that. Like, the, the, the little boy inside me was just, like, crying. Yeah. <laughs> I had this big, like, I didn't show it because I was a young thug back then, but... Inside, I was, like, really hurting. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is Aboriginal ceremony. Like, this is real. Like, they're going to actually put me through ceremony. Anyways, I've survived. And here I am today. That was when I was 18. 17. Is is that ritual a, um, like, is that public knowledge of what happens in that? Or is that just a... That's just... House, what happens out there is, talk, is yeah. what happens yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. cool. That's but cool. that's 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 um, general knowledge for the whole of Australia. Like in the desert, they do it. Northern Territory, they do it. Top of Queensland, they do it. Here, we do it as well. So that's why I love travelling because people wouldn't like the less, like I say when you sit around the right campfire, you hear the right yarns mm, and you yep. talk about the right yarns. You know, and that. I was 15, 16 years of learning off this old fella now, Uncle Paul, you know. When people talk about their homelands and their stories, everyone's got the same story right across the country. But because we don't have crocodiles, their story of our, say, rainbow serpent might be a crocodile. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Or their mountains that we call echidnas or kangaroos might be a possum or a wombat. That makes sense. It's still the same story, but you've got to actually connect it, connect, connect it all it. in your personal, in your personal yeah. life. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mad, bro. Mm. That's definitely something that I would like to tap into more. Mm. You know, we did a family tree and, and backtracked yep. to like an indigenous down my mum's side. Yep, and um, I, like I've always been spiritually connected to country yeah yeah and uh yeah to country but to indigenous people like i yeah. grew up with them mm. like newcastle mob like mm. know everyone and mm. just sort of was a, lo- a little bit of a black sheep because like i was like didn't know yeah that. i didn't know mm. but now i know it's like well what i've felt from a young kid it's all real it's all real i've always been spiritually connected now yeah. i'm just you know yeah like properly connected with it so it's definitely something i'd like to tap into more that's for sure so that's what i try and promote as a teacher is there's too much negativity in our world today with media anyways like 
very rarely you'll see two men hugging as in mm. I love you brother like that's very rare and you'll never see it. you do a little handshake that's it but the stigma of being too tough to do that is real in Australia right now. Like, we're all trying to be American. We're all trying mm. to be the little handshakes and this and that. You know, I try and reverse that 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 stigma now of saying it's all right to share and it's all right to give back to country or give back to where you are. And, you know, show love where, mm. where you think you need to show love because that's that's a part of, we call it your world. That's mm. a part of your nurumpa, which is your world. And to keep your world close and... You have to show them how much they mean to your world. Mm. We can't walk around forever and not be intrigued or not neglect everyone because they don't... Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's Our it. people, like... It's how come we've got the highest rate of, um, what do you call it? Suicide because they think that they can't talk to people. Mm. Let's change that. Let's bring back... And say we're all connected here, we're all one. No one's better than one another. Yeah, exactly. That's why our people sat in circles, not with the teacher up the top yeah. and everyone down the bottom. We all sat in the circle. You see all our paintings, they're all circles because everyone sat in the circle. Everyone's the same. Everyone's. And it's, yeah. Obviously, there's a respect in hierarchy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that's <clears throat> out of respect. You respect yeah. that person yeah, because they know, more than, it's just yeah, yeah. they know more than you. Yeah, they know more than you, you know? Yeah, it's very true. And like as humans, you just want to be relatable. Yeah. You just want to relate to other people. Yep. You want to feel safe mm. and relate. And they're the people, like like I said to the lads when you know that we sit up there, like for me now, friendship, and for yourself as well, like mm. friendship isn't how long I've known someone. Nah. Friendship is the quality of time yep. that I spend with that person. Yep. And it's mostly you fellas in the morning. Yep. You know, yep. like I've got a couple of friends that, you know, I met at rehab or something like that. We, mm. that. we shared that connection. But then the rest is just that awesome bit of banner in the morning, mm. bit of, you know, how you start your day and, yep. and, and that. It's like, yep. you know, it's, your vibe attracts your tribe, I yep. believe. And the, 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 the ability to make someone feel comfortable, mm. Yep. you know, and that's what I thrive myself on. Like when I walk into a community, I, try, I, I connect the dots straight away. Oh, where are you from? I am from here. Da, 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 da. Whatever I've got to do to make that person feel comfortable with me, then that's how easy my life gets. Because yeah. that fella feels comfortable with me now. I'm right with that guy. He's gonna he's gonna share with me. But if I go in there all mm. shut down and yeah, no one's gonna no share one feels it. comfortable <laughs> no to open up. Feel up. Well, that's even like the first time that I met you. You know, like yeah. down down there having the morning coffee. You know, like met each other and then, but like the next time we met, it's just. Straight up. Yeah, it's just like you just, yeah, it's there's just like we've known each other for a, yeah. quite a while, you know yeah. what I mean? And then the third time we're having a swim together and I have to share me time lapse video because <laughs> someone's, someone's filming nothing. But, you're, uh, you're reading the Mexican <laughs> menu for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, and that was just from, yeah, being yeah no, no stigma or anything, just, nah. and just, yeah, yep. just being generic. It's good. Like on the weekend, like I've like people froth hard like when they see brother Bradman or they froth hard about when they see like you know what I mean? Like for instance a movie star or something mm. like that. Like I froth hard when I see young, strong men that know what they want. You know what I mean? Mm. There's so much strength behind that. So much strength behind mm. that or a young woman that knows what they want. The old old people are, uh, don't get me wrong, they're beautiful people as well, but a young person that knows what they want 
and know where they want to go, that's that's on another level. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that young fella on the weekend, he organised, I don't know if he organised it, but it seemed like he organised it. He organised that whole festival by himself and he wouldn't be no, no more than 24 years old. Yeah, he wow. was 22 years old, mm-hmm. you know? And he was spoke his own tongue, like he spoke his own language, he spoke another language, he spoke this language. And that's exactly what I thrive myself on back here, is knowing everyone's song from around here. And I get up there, and it just reminded me so much of myself. I'm thinking, he's doing exactly what I'm doing, but up here, mm. I want to go and sit with that guy and learn yeah, and be, you know what I mean? Like your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm. No good sitting next to someone that's not going to motivate you to do that. No, 100%. Because that's what life's about, is about moving forward and yeah. growing. Yeah, you know? for sure. And that's the beauty of like what... Like me and Mark doing this, you know, like we could sit down and have coffee with you, but now we go, we go and connect on a deeper level by having mm. this conversation. And then there's there's people like we'll just touch base with through social media. Then they'll come in, mm. and we've never met them. Mm. But once you leave, you know what I mean. You've just got that mm. connection and that bond. Mm. It's yeah, it's it's fucking intriguing. I love it. Yeah, dead set. Love and it, then so. like, and then the actual thrill of dancing is like. It's just unexplainable, you know what I mean? Like scoring the first, like mm. the first try in the grand final, like yeah. that first try, that first. Oh, I understand. Opener, you know what I mean? Like I'm a first, <laughs> first try scorer of a grand final. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. I am. Like imagine that feeling, but every time you dance. Yeah, it's spiritual adrenaline, oh. and that's that's what we chase as humans. You know, yeah. like for me, um, like being in recovery and stuff like that. It's mm. like I've had to channel my like hobbies and stuff around like this mm. connection mm. with other like-minded people mm. because I'm chasing that spiritual adrenaline mm. and, and I can't do it through drugs and I can't do it through alcohol and I can't do it through women no. and I can't do it through other people. I've got to do it through myself and what motivates me and drives mm. me to give me that spiritual adrenaline. But I don't think anyone can do it through those substances that you talked no, but about. They try. They try. They try. Yeah. Exactly right. Mm. And so it's easy to get stuck there. Yeah. It is so easy for And you're us. unaware of what <laughs> Where you're you searching are. for. Exactly right. You know? like, I you're just searching for connection like this. Yeah. But you're just searching in the wrong areas. Like I only lost two of my best mates a year, 18 months ago now because of it. Mm. Drinking. Big note, and because we've grog comes ego straight away. Hundred, like a click of a finger. As soon as you have like six beers deep, doesn't matter how humble you are off it. Six beers deep, the ego just grabs you by the throat and go, "Here, you are. here I am. I'm back." You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and I've only lost, like, I lost a family because of that. I lost two families because of that because I've got different mums, obviously. And then I never lost my two mates. Like, they're rock solid with me now and they will always be rock solid with me but i can still remember nearly throwing it away because of that you know what i mean and now i've found my connection again moving here and getting away and being up there on the weekend i'm like why have i gone away from this why Mm. haven't i i could have been like i'm kicking myself now this morning i had a shower after the gym and i was just sitting in the shower and i was thinking why haven't i why have i taken so long to find this like why did i take like why did i like because we call it um on the path so when you're on a cultural journey you're on a cultural path right and when we're walking on that track the only thing that can get you off that track or off that path is a snake biting you Mm. so that old fella says don't let that snake bite you boy 
stop letting that snake bite you. You know? Mm. And that snake can be Facebook, mm. women, money, grog, drugs, you know? All them factors can be that snake that bites you and poisons you and then you're fucking stuck dealing with that poison. But if you stay in that path, mm. everything's... Everything's a everything not everything handed to you, but everything that's meant to happen, then my people will make it happen for you. Just like on the weekend, I'm back. You know, I'm feeling good. I'm happy. I'm free. Like I'm drug free, alcohol free. I haven't been drinking. Mm. Like I was drinking every day. (laughs) Mm. I'd love a beer right Mm. now, but I know where it leads me to. You know Mm. what I mean? And it's it's so easy to get caught up in it. You know. But that life that I want is much more beautiful. Yeah, you know? definitely. And with that comes awareness, you know, and that's how you stay on that path, I believe, is you have self-awareness. Yep. And like you said, you know, you, you'd love a beer. Yeah. But that one snake bite. One snake bite. Would lead you, yep. you know. And how simple is that story? You don't have to snake bite you. Mm. Oh, boom. Yeah, okay. That's like life is simple. You, like, you, you know, you just got to map it out yourself. And mm. I've been struggling a little bit the last week and a half, just a bit fucking spiritually bankrupt and just real, re- like, ran down and mm. just exhausted. A lot mm. going on in my life. And I talked to our mate Kyle and he fucking just changed my whole perspective on thinking. And he's like, um, he goes, oh, I can hear it in your voice. He goes, but it sounds like you're the most powerful person in your life right now and you know you're not meant to be. Yeah. Which your higher power is meant to be the most powerful person in your life. Yeah. Not me yeah it's like i'm trying to control too many things yeah like stay out of your own way mate and let it go let it go mm. and i was like fuck it's so true because mm. i'm i'm running on my own will mm. i'm not handing it over i'm not doing everything that i do like mm. through prayer and gratitude <laughs> and everything like this i'm like you know yeah like, it makes perfect sense like i come down here like back home let me tell you about my dubbo life right i lived in dubbo my whole life um let me tell you where I started. So I've got this movement called Think of of Vibrations, right? I put on Facebook one day, I wanted to start my own web page and I wanted to actually give dancing a red hot crack. So I put on Facebook, um, going out bush uh, tomorrow, da-da-da-da-da, the date. Um, can I please have some kids to come out so we can take some photos and get painted up and do some dancing? Yeah, boom. <coughs> Uploaded that. 16 kids turned up to where I said we went out bush and, they, and like the whole time we did it everything worked out properly the whole time we did it um, the mothers were asking oh when can we next and when can we, when can we do it next when can we do it next I was like got home two days later I thought about okay next week bang but we're gonna go over west so more kids can come alright so we got over west uh, to this hill where we do like dancing there and um, 205 kids turned up or t- I had 205 kids there in front of me, ready to be painted up. Painted them all up. Had them all like at the tip of my finger, dancing, doing whatever I wanted. Following week again, 205. It just happened and then that's where I am today. So if I go back home, it's still the same. People go, oh, when are you going bush? When are you going to do that? People like the couple of pizza owners jumped on and said yeah we'll give you pizza for all the kids let's give them so i started a big movement back there you know but again drinking ego got in the road got into lost it all come back down here and then i'm starting again and then i tried to give it up i was like um it's not me no more you know but that is me. That is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to be teaching. I'm meant to be giving. I'm meant to be sharing. So I'll, say, I'll, I'll have a rest. You know, I'll have a rest. I had a rest that being on the grog and carrying on. 
that was for like eight months. <clears throat> and then the last couple of months, I've give up everything. And then this has come along now. So that there's, and then we're trying to, we're connected like my old people are connecting all that there. So all the east side of Australia, all the east coast, we're trying to connect all that back up with our song lines because mm. they've got the story of how we all travel to that Bunyan Up festival. Yeah, yeah. And then how they, all the east side of Australia traveled to Bree, which Bree's got like the oldest living man-made structures in the world. Bree Warrena, which is where dad's from, right? 60,000 years old, they put it back to. 60,000 years old. That's older than the pyramids, mm. older than the water China. 55 years, 55,000 years older than the Quran. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's in Australia and Aboriginal people built it. So it's not that, but we know about it. That's mm. our story. That's what we, you know. So I'm just trying to connect all that up back to there. And it's a long, it's a long journey. It might seem like a long journey, but I reckon if I sit around the right fires, like I'm meant to, like that I hope's going to happen, then hopefully we'll connect it all up. Mm. But it's a journey, bro. It's, it's a not journey. About, it's I know. Not about, it's not, it's about, about, the, it's not about the destination, nah. you know. It's a, it's a fucking journey. And mm. that. So I've got a festival on uh, – got a, <clears throat> a best mate, Julian. Shout out, Julian. He's with Oka. Oka, a band called Oka, O-K-A. And they're like got a – a camp out they call it um where thousands of people come and watch them play and whatever do yoga and it's like a spiritual place you know it's like up mm. in mullum and byron and them sort of places so i'm gonna I'm, i've already asked one of them followers to come there and i'm gonna ask the other follower to come as well so us three will be sitting at that place there trying to when's uh when's this on uh 31st and first this month yeah, yeah up okay. at and whereabouts mullum bimbi it's already sold out yeah, but you know people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if you want to come. I'm up there. I'm up, up that there. way. I'll be up at um, Oluka, up there with my old boy. So he's got a house up at uh, just near Yamba. How far is that? I don't know. How uh, far is that from About an, an hour and a half from Byron. Done. I'll be at Jacob's Well. I'll be in Queensland. Mm. So, um, Jacob's Well. Jacob's Well, yeah. Where's that? It's like, uh, it's. I think it's about 40 minutes like further than the surface. I don't know exactly, but Chloe's... Dad lives there. He's got a, like a property out there, yeah, which no is good because every New Year's I try not to go up there, but I'm always there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my best mate lives in the in the vicinity of Falls yeah, Festival. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. So he gets eight free tickets every yeah. year. Yeah. So he's like, I'll come up and I'll, we'll go to that. I go, oh, so I'm always I'm always up there. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's so my, like my little escape to get away. Yeah, yep. You know, <laughs> my peace. Hey, Before yeah. it was Bathurst. Because my brother lived in Bathurst from Dubbo, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just get to Bathurst and no one knows who I am. Mm -hmm. and, but from here, it's Byron. Byron. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, so I think on Boxing Day, I'm going to bail out of New at about four in the morning and head up the grassy heads, drop my car off and jump in the old boys, and then we're going out to the Karai Mountains, about 180, 200k inland from Kempsey, and um, spend some time up there in the mountains and um, with the old boy. Um, and then, yeah, then we're just going to head back up to Iluka for a few days. So, mm. and we're literally, I was on the phone to him two days ago and we're just discussing like what we can, you know, what we can do. And like, we just, just fucking cruise and, mm. and go with whatever the flow. So, and he's, um, he's very earthy, mm. um, very with the nature and that mm. sort of thing. And he's actually got a resort over in Bali, over on the Gili Islands and, um, is it was it is it was it the Aussie sprinter Michael Johnson mm -hmm. the Aboriginal, Aboriginal and, and Nova 
mm. Paris Kneebone, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's actually had them on the resort and um, caught up with them over here to take them to some of the um, some of the sites. So, so he knows sites and stuff that they've taken him to. Yeah. Ah. Mm. So, so he doesn't know. Or obviously, he knows now. Yes. But he didn't know until they and showed yeah. him. Oh, is yeah. Is that so the country just, up there? Yes. Yeah, so he just. Um, well, he just, I think it was up in, in Queensland yeah. where they went. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he just met them over in over on his resort mm. and got chatting mm. and then, um, yeah, made friends with them and just, yeah, they said just reach out when you're, when you're back in Oz. Is that his actual resort? Yeah. He owns it? Yeah. Wow. So. Um, when are we going? Yeah. You've got to get me these tickets to this festival <laughs> first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I've got you. We're, um, we're but, right. like, we're literally looking, you know, we're looking for something to do and we're just going to float and see what happens. So mm. that had... Um, yeah, that'd be really intriguing, really, mm. really interesting to do. Mm. So, a hundred percent, hundred percent, you, hundred percent, you don't even have to ask. Yeah, well, I'll say, Jules, the boys are coming. Yeah, and I'll just tell <laughs> dad, I'll tell dad, boys are going. Yeah, going to Bali. Yeah, cheap after, like to Bali now. Yeah, so you got, got after this, yeah, so you got Bali, uh, then you got Longbok over uh, just off Bali, mm. um, and you got these three little little dots on the map, uh, called the Gilly Islands, Gilly Air. The one with the big. And you swim down, and they're like big stone no. island things. Come no. on, one of my best mates. These gilly there. ones are pretty much flat. Okay. Like when <laughs> when the earthquake was hap- uh, happened over there two years, two three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a lot of panic on the island, like crazy. Everyone was jumping over everyone, trying to get on the boats to get off because it's it's just flat. It's a flat island. Like you can on, oh, so on the water gilly air smash it. Yes, if there was a tsunami or anything, like the island would be gone. Luckily, there wasn't, but there was a lot of panic when because you. My dad was on the island when it happened and he said like it was just, he said like it was like you were standing on the on the ground but you were getting shifted left, right, you know, north, south. Just, he said like just, you just didn't know what was going on. And then after it, just, just panic because everyone was like, like where's the tsunami coming mm. from, you know what I mean? So everyone was just trampling over everyone to get mm. on the boats and that. So small islands, but um, yeah, very nice islands, so. Yeah, we can definitely hook that up for sure. Let's do it. hundred percent. The blue crew. The yeah. blue crew. Yeah. <laughs> we need a shirt. We need, we need some shirts. Bloody um, I think I heard. So a lot of like each mob have their own language. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So Australia wide, or is it same heard, sort of tongue, but a, a few different? Yeah, just a few different ones. That's it. Exactly what it is. I was on the weekend. With that Warabinda mob, right, where mum, where I said my mum's mum's from, they use the same word for rainbow serpent that my great granny's mob use out on on that country. Yep, Murawara country. They got the Muntagari, and then followers on the weekend done the dance of the Muntagari. So I was like, I was like sitting back thinking, wow, you know, because yep. I'm really. When I become grounded, I'm really grounded. Like, I'm really switched on on that sort of stuff when it comes to that sort of stuff. Like, now I might muck around and whatever, but when it comes to that sort of stuff, I'm like, oh, that's what that is. Mm. You're right. And, like, when we sit around the campfire, (laughs) that young fella that I wanted to meet up with, that young singer-songwriter, he um, he said, oh, up here, Bunya Mountains, we had the best... Place to look at the stars. You can see all the stars, no matter where you are. All the stars are beautiful, right? And I was thinking, you know, like every black fella must say that, because I say that about my homelands. That <laughs> all the stars are beautiful where I'm at. You can see the stars everywhere you are. 
You can see the Milky Way. Milky Way, yep. everything. But mm. then I put it back, right? I put it back thousands of years ago. All our people would have said that mm. to get other people to come travel to their country. But that wasn't a welcoming. Yeah, right. Oh, come out and see our stars where we're from and I'll teach you about them stories up in the sky. Because mm-hmm. we didn't just have daytime stories. We had nighttime stories mm-hmm. about the stars too, which was too much for my brain to fathom. Because imagine learning both sides yeah. on, on, on all the, you know, you've seen all the Australian yes. map mm-hmm. of the Aboriginal, you know, tribes. Imagine learning all them stories. That's why we had clever. Day and night. We call them clever men. Because they knew everything about all the country and where they are, and yeah, they wouldn't survive. We wouldn't survive without them fellows because they know everything, and that's who you know. We didn't have anything written down; we had it all oral and talking mm. about it. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's the most disappointing thing for people that live in cities and that sort of thing. You know, like the city glow just destroys. The, the skyline like mm. you know the sky like mm. you go you go camping out in the bush and that mm. and you look up mm. and you're like fuck there's a lot of stars out mm. tonight but they're out every night nah. you can see the milky way yep. you can see the galaxy like just shine and bright but just you know you come back to a sydney to a newcastle to mm. a brisbane wherever it is and that that glow from all the city lights just 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 wrecks it out at uh, lake mungo that's out like past broken hill like four hours past broken hill Middle of nowhere. It was an old inland sea back in the day. That's how old it is, right? No water there now, only when it rains. But we go camping out there. Um, or we go out there for bush stuff, you know, for law stuff and ceremony stuff. And I don't, like, when we go out there, we're out there present for like 10 days, right? 10 nights, nine days, mostly. And the most, like, the thing that I miss about it the most is the stars. So, Because when you're sitting there, that wall is about as wide as that wall is. That's how much the stars stick out behind you because mm. everything's flat as anything and the stars are just... There's no light for five, 600 Ks either way. Like we're out in the middle of nowhere and the firelight and the stars are the only thing that... Or when the big moon comes and you can't see nothing but... The stars out there are crazy. Like you miss it the most. You miss it more than your babies. Like because when you go back into t- back to into a reality, you're like, yeah. "Where's the stars at? Where's the?" You know, it's yeah. like the same feeling of. You don't get the, you missing don't your get kids. It, eh? You know, you don't get yeah. it. Nah, nah. You take it for advantage. You know, yeah. like when you're there, you're not like. But now becoming older and more wise, you're like, ah, oh, turn the torch off, turn the light off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, when you see that sort of, you know, when you actually see you know, the night sky for what it truly is, it puts into perspective just how much of a small little uh, dot uh, you are on the yeah, universe, uh, you know what I, I mean? I, like, have it, I have it with the ocean. The ocean scares me. Yeah, when we went swimming, you're yeah. like, I'm out, bro. This is just too big for this bush, man. I'm out. <laughs> like, the ocean scares me so much. It's a powerful force. I could, like, something, like I'm God, I watch too much Godzilla. I reckon there's <laughs> something just going to jump out. It doesn't stop. Either. It doesn't you stop. I mean? It's, it's always breathing. Yeah. It's always moving. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is crazy. Like the ocean is so calming as well, but at yeah, the same it's sense. beautiful. Yeah. Like I like it's my tradition now. I don't know what it is, but I I can like I scrub myself with the sand before I jump in. I'll jump in, and then I'll scrub myself with the sand. But I've got to actually touch the sand before I jump in. Jump yeah, in. Yeah, nice. It's yeah. um. 
The ocean's huge, man. Like when you I when I've stuff in there. I reckon there's actual stuff in there. I reckon there's stuff in there. What are we talking? What sort of stuff? Like, what's that? Godzilla. No, that long dinosaur with the big neck over in Ireland. Oh. What's that? Loch Ness. Loch Ness monster. No, not Loch Ness, but I reckon there's there's stuff in there. I reckon. Yeah, we're still finding things. We're still finding things. But um, but like when I went on a on one of them cruise ships and you go out, you know, and you leave. You leave Sydney Headlands in the night, you know, and it's nightfall by the time you can just see see land and then, you're, you know, you're, you're drinking or you're doing whatever Fun and you're out for deep. dinner. You go to sleep and then when you wake up the next morning and you go to the top deck and just 360, there is nothing but <laughs> fucking water. Nothing. And you're like, wow, like it just like, oh, nothing. there is nothing. And, and like you, would, you fall, like, yeah, see ya. Nothing is too big for it either. No. Like them ships... They can turn them over mm. in one wave, like they can. You see yeah. them when they like they're about this big. You can see fish swimming past you on the, when you're at the bottom of the waves. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, there's a um, there's a Lake Macquarie guy called uh, Tony Mowbray. So probably I think we might have been, you know, I'm 34 now, so I, probably I was, you know, maybe you know between nine and 12. Yep. Um, and he actually sailed solo around the world. So, um. I'm trying to work with him and get him on here, and um, yeah, I reckon he's have some intriguing and pretty crazy stories about some of the yeah. Yeah, the swells that he would have sailed through. Yeah. Imagine that yeah. in a boat, just a small little sailing boat, oh. just tackling that. Well, shit. We have that's 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 vulnerable. There. That's yeah. vulnerable, man, and that is just balls of steel. Yeah, you know. Imagine rolling into a storm. That storm that come in there and mm. the waves mm. that carry on. Mm. We're right. We're on land. Yeah, we can- like that movie, The Perfect Storm. Yeah. You ever seen that? Nah. The Fisherman? No. Nah. Do I want to? Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, why not? <laughs> you won't go on a boat again. I'm already scared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. All right, another question out of here is um, what's being Aboriginal mean to you? What's being Aboriginal mean to me? Um, this question should be asked in a, in a um, wider context, I reckon. Like everyone should be asked mm. this question you know because um, some people are only aboriginal when it comes to nadoc mm. or, or when there's a controversial item that the media thrown up on facebook that we need to fight each other about like that anthem and you know the 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 segregation that media tries to infringe on aboriginal people as a whole compared to the whole world you know what i mean mm. aboriginal being aboriginal to me is being connected and being one but if you ask someone else that it's completely different mm-hmm. you know what i mean um it's really hard to comprehend and put into words what it means to me because there's so many different levels mm. that i've been um, involved in my whole life, you know, and I've tried every single level, like the free, like the right, the freedom riders. All my uncles are all freedom riders. Um, we've been to protests and dance for the protesters and give back to them, and that's not the life for me. You know what I mean? Like there is people out there that are rock solid in that life, and that's their life, and that's how that's what being Aboriginal means to them. But being Aboriginal to me is sharing the good um, story of how we survived and we're still here. Given and sharing our stories. Is that good enough? Yeah. Is that good enough? There's no right or wrong answer to that. Yeah, there isn't. There isn't. It's, um, 
sort of something that I was um I was I was thinking of asking, but I guess like I should like I, you know, and um you know, we had all that um I guess you know, you've got generations coming down. Um and I'm not saying what happened, you know, it was obviously definitely wrong with the stolen generation and everything. Yeah. But how do you like I don't know, like, and by all means, you definitely have all rights to have that mentality of, like, you know, the yeah, victim mentality course. and that. But to me, like, when does the, I don't, like, the government's done what they've done, we're fucked for doing it. But when is, do we start trying to educate, you know, that, look, they've, they've acknowledged what they did was wrong, the government. They've apologised. We've tried to, you know, well, they've tried to put as many benefits as they can forward yeah. for the Aboriginal people. Mm. When can, like, do you feel like we, like that we need to try and start educating the, the like next generation so they don't have a chip on their shoulder about that sort of past and they can move forward and then we can be all come one and move forward together. I think we are moving forward, but media isn't. Mm. Yeah. I'm so fucking against media. Yeah. I hate media with every single bone in my body mm -hmm. because we are moving forward and there are people in the greater communities and, yeah and there are people sitting with us and mm -hmm. learning our story except the media like latrell mitchell adam goods like they don't deserve that no you know what i mean mm -mm. but they don't deserve the media putting it on a higher platform to create bigger havoc mm. to create clicks to react cl to create clicks. create downloads let's create revenue that's let's all it's create for. the good stuff like yep. that bunion nut, there was, was no media there no. at all. Mm -hmm. There's no people talking about us traveling to special places off our own back. But if an Aboriginal company gets funding for X amount of money, they're on top of that. Yeah. You know, Latrell's or, getting all this money and he's not doing this, so he can't even stay home during coronavirus. Sorry, Latrell, for using you as an example, but the media, that's how they work. You know what I mean? Like, we're moving forward. I'm moving forward. I know my story is moving forward because I'm going up to Queensland mm -hmm. to move forward and, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and to gain more knowledge. Well, like you said about that, that festival, that's been running for how many years? Thousands of years. Thousands of thousands. And thousands. no one's heard of it. No one's heard there of it. There you go. There you go. Perfect example. But they all. Turn around about the knockout when they had a fight at the knockout. Well, that mm. was that was a perfect example of how the media and the origin was a perfect match. Well, they expo they they marketed in that way to create revenue. Yep. Where there's no money for them to be made on that on their um, knockout, so then they just they bastardize it and yep. yeah, and just bring it down. Mm. Oh, and then right. the people that are sitting in their little houses that have never experienced met an Aboriginal person in their whole entire mm. fucking life. I only read what the media is saying about us as a blueprint. And judge. And judge. Mm -hmm. 100%. You know what I mean? Mm. So we are moving forward. Things are happening. We are getting our, you know, like the Aboriginal flag, free, free to flag. Fuck the flag. You know what I mean? That doesn't make us who we are. Mm. This country makes us who we are. Our songs make us who we are. You know what I mean? But mm. there's nothing about that. It's only about that guy owning that flag. He owns that flag. Now you fellas can't use... You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, just bullshit. It's just one projectile at that one bad flag yep. <laughs> that's forever occurring. Bringing negative shit. It's always going to happen now. And that's going to be a repeat offence 
like we call them repeat offenders. Mm-hmm. They're gonna like the media are repeat offenders. They do it every single week about like my cousin just got locked up right for four years, brother Shaq, for a crime that non-indigenous people do on the regular. He just had a fight with someone. Glass was involved. Got ten, like got seven years. First offence. First offence. Got seven years. Four years at the bottom. He'd be out next year. But and then you're reading the paper about these footy stars doing the exact same thing, yeah. but to their missus. Yeah. Yeah. Or to girls. You know what I mean? And this little fellow over there. All right, there's another step for us. Double standards. Let's build these private jails. You know, mm-hmm. once they've once uh, once they've got you in that, mm. then it's very hard to come. It's very out. hard to get out. Mm. And then because they institutionalise you, instead of we already set up the fail, but that's another level yeah. of failure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like true. I said, all my cousins on mum's side, bless them, one's out now after doing six years. But mm. for how long? It's a cycle. You know, I've first time I've spoke to him in like eight years was the other day. Crazy. Facetimed him. I grew up with him. He used to bash me, you know, for my money and that. Like, that's <laughs> how close we were, you know, yeah, yeah. growing up every single day for my bed. Like, we used to fight over my bed or my clothes or... And then going eight years without speaking to him, mm. you know, just because of the system and the media. Not the media, but he chose that life or whatever, whatever happens. But once you're there, once the media's got you... Yeah, it's a rabbit hole. It's a it? rabbit hole, mm. you know. And that's without people on a massive level. I think media... I don't like media. No, Sorry. I don't think many people do. And I reckon that... Um, That's why I think platforms like these are fucking awesome mm. because it's another form of yep. hearing true stories. Like, and you listen to so many different podcasts and yep. it's, it's just so um, authentic. Yep. You know, there's no... It's just fucking people usually telling their stories or yep. spreading their word about whatever they want to start it over. But, yeah, like you said, the media is just all about revenue and yep. fucking just generating, you know... Like you, you even watch the news. Like oh, I don't watch the news, but you flick it on once every now and again. It's the same shit, and it's the same. You, all you hear is bad shit. Murder. What about all the fucking good shit yeah. that happens on a daily basis? Yeah. You know what in, I mean? In, could you imagine if you flicked that switch button went from negative to positive? Yeah. Like, you know, that TV is then radiating good energy mm. to the lounge rooms, mm. which then they're going to get uplifted and go. You know what I mean? Like if you hear a good exactly story right. about someone That's doing something positive exactly and good, right. it gets you inspired to do the same. Exactly you know what right. I mean? Exactly right. But no, no. Exactly right. And that's why as humans, you got to make them right choices to put yourself around them people. Mm -hmm. It's fucking hard. But it's hard if you, and and like our people are like me, that integrational trauma, right? Mm. Our people are born into that negative life. Mm. We're having to fight for a feed. They're born into that. Plus with the downgrade of the media, police, stereotypes, you know what I mean? For people to make it out of that, yeah, it's fucking hard. And that's what, like, just, you know, us three, I guess, you know, sitting down there with them young fellas there, just having coffee and having mm. a yarn in the morning, like, mm. you know, there's just, we don't even know it, but there's just certain things they'd be picking up subconsciously that they're mm. just, you know, that, that we're rubbing off onto mm. them. Mm. And, and it's good, it's good for them, for, you know, mm. us sorts of people to be around them. So. I've got heapy sponging now. So do you look I'm trying like, to offload all my stuff? I'm trying to find someone that's. Humble and respectful enough to take all what I've got, mm-hmm. you know. My son knows nearly everything, but I'm kind of 
piggybacking Heafy through. That was I was going to ask that sort of you're trying to take him under mm. your wing and mm. trying mm. to offload some stuff because he's from where I'm from. Yeah, right. Same country. Yeah. And he's he doesn't understand the understanding yet, but it's a matter of time. Mm. And that's he's young. It's but not that I didn't want to give it to him yet. Planting the seed. That's all it is. I planted the seed, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's following. He's a good kid, but I've always been. Really connected. That's what I love about him. He's just so like he's too respectful, Mm. but not to himself sometimes. No, don't fuck with him. Mm. Because if you want it, he'll give it to you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like on the Mm. on a on that note as well. Don't take him too cheap. Respect him. Yeah, Yeah. show the respect that he he deserves because he's showing you the same back. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and like. Everywhere, everywhere I've talking him, it's always uncle and aunt. Yeah, okay, you know what I mean. That's. That's just how he is, you know. Yeah. No, he's a good kid, you know. Mm. Like when when we catch up and have a yarn, you know, like he'll ask how Boston is and that, and mm. you know, he's probably met him once. So yeah, oh, he's a good kid, man. Yeah, he's a good. I've got heaps of time for for brother Heath. Uh, Can time. eat. Oh, <laughs> fucking! When we all went to that Mexican, to, I bro. took him to the camp that we had. He ate me and his two steaks <laughs> <laughs> on bread. <laughs> on bread. Uh-huh. See, we're just bomb, 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 bomb. You don't want that, and uh, you can pass it in the bomb, But even when we went to that Mexican, was it? Yeah. Was it the Mexican? Like, they're calling out. He, he ordered that much, he didn't even know what he ordered. I'm like, bro, is that yours? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. And he's just goffing it down. He's like, nah, nah, that is mine. That is mine. <laughs> Yeah. That was good. We need to do that again. Fuck that. We need to go they're back co- there again. Yeah, all right. We do one before Chrissy. Our oh, final said, catch up. Said mm. that to, to Fuck that one quick, eh? Hey. Mm. Like you literally order sat down. That was at your mm. table. So well, we took an hour to order. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't understand what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, now you order. First, he goes, first you order radio. first. I don't know how to pronounce it, so I, I don't want you overhearing me. <laughs> what's what's the name of that place? What I say, Anjanitos. On the corner of uh, King Street Hotel, there. Mm. Shout out to him. Mm. If you and Newey get into the it, the best in Newcastle. The best for sure. Well, I haven't had Mexican before, but that How's was. The, yeah, that was mint. How mm. the fuck did them earphones just fall off your noggin? No, nah, it was the book fell down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk? What? Hey, a box set over here. That's the ears, bro. The ears hey, hold yeah, these yeah. ones on. Hey. <laughs> Are we talking about ears or? Yeah, no. <laughs> see mine. Hey. Fly away with mine. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get that specially made for Joe. I was bullied so hard as a kid about my ears my whole life. My ears were good. I don't think it's like at work. I stick a pen on my ear. Oh, I reckon it's a pen. I reckon it's I reckon it's spreading it out, <laughs> eh? Flame the pen. My, um, <laughs> like I got everything, Dumbo, Wingnut, everything. A lot. Good listener, bro. That's I'm a deaf cunt, but <laughs> Can I swear? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go for it. Here we go. We had beautiful Kimmy Green Tree on. He tell us oh. how good her big shit was after yeah. <laughs> she took a, a mid uh, mid break halfway through. <laughs> female. Yeah. <laughs> ah, she was good, mate. She was good for a laugh. Yeah. yeah. She pretty much did a bottle of red at the table. Oh, did she? Yeah. <laughs> she was into it. The next one, but um, why do you think Aboriginal education is so important in society nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> Aboriginal education is the way. Of life, um, to me, is a very touchy subject. Aboriginal education, because Aboriginal education, Ab- Aboriginal education is all also Australian education, right? Um, I worked in primary school now for twelve years, teaching primary school kids, um, and I was sick to death of teachers 
teaching about St. Patrick's Day, Chinese New Year. Shit that's irrelevant to Australia. Easter. Like shit that's irrelevant. But would not research what a kangaroo eats or where a kangaroo goes, what kangaroo do they have around here, what's an echidna, when's mating season for an echidna, what's a yellow belly, when, you know what I mean? Like just common Australian knowledge, what's a willy wagtail, what does it do, what's a magpie, when's magpie season, you know what I mean? Common fucking knowledge of Australian education was not, was too hard for their curriculum to go to the Google, but they jump on Google and learn about St. Patrick's Day. Oh, we all got to wear green tomorrow because we all got to dress as leprechauns because that's what St. Patrick's Day is all about. What the fuck's St. Patrick's Day got to do with us? <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Fucking You know what I mean? Like, it's just standard education to our kids. They see a kangaroo and they go, oh, that's what, oh, that's got a baby. Joe there must have another one because baby, like, kangaroos can have like three babies, right? One building, one on the milk and one that can get out. And it can stop birth. If it's shit season or there's no rain, it can put all them and stop everything. Stop being pregnant, stop everything until the seasons come back again. Like it's magic what they can do. But no teacher would want to find out what that is. No. You know what I mean? And they're trying to enforce a curriculum that means fuck all to them. What's X plus Y plus C equals... When does a black fellow know what that is? <laughs> You know what I mean? When's a white fella know, white what, that fella know what that is? Exactly Get the calculator right. out. Not to mention, right, we're coming We're coming to a Monday. It's Monday. Just say it's Monday, right? These kids have got alcoholism at their house. Some of them have drug use, white or black, right? Some of them have drug use at their house. Some of them have six or seven siblings at one house, mm. two-bedroom house. They were on medication that they only take at school. You know what I mean? They have they can't afford it to have it at home because mum and dad would rather drink it or yep. smoke it mm. or whatever they're doing, right? And then and then these kids come to school on Monday, no sleep or dad's bashed mum or mum's OD'd so they've had to pack everyone up. You know what I mean? Like mm. no, no, no one, none of these educational teachers know what's going on in these kids' heads, but they're trying to instill a curriculum. That's not even based on Australian no, like, well, knowledge. Like I said, like the kangaroo, the emu, they're able to do, like, let's learn Indonesian in school. And I <laughs> learn about Vikings in school. Like, come on. Yeah. Fucking hell. Mm. You know? They're mm. slowly getting our language back now. So you can imagine kids that can't even say their own name, you know what I mean? Mm. And they're trying to teach them how to... Sit up straight. Oh, you got to sit up straight in class. <laughs> oh, you can't. Oh, you go now. You, also, what the f- you know, like, what the fuck? How do I fucking do I sit up straight? <laughs> oh, you're suspended. You swore. Yeah. You go home. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. they're going back home. Mm-hmm. To this that is my home. This is my safe place yeah, here. Yeah, this is, yeah, exactly this right. This school's my safe place. I'll get food here. You know what I mean? I love breakfast club. Mm. I love schools that are feeding our kids. I'm all about that. And I think there should be more of it. Yep. But the more hands-on with our kids is the best as well, mm. you know? Um, I think sort of like, that's what um, like Kanye West said on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. He, you know, he said like, you know, we're doing all this stuff through our educational systems, but um, no one could go out and grow their own fruit mm. 
grow their own vegetables, you know, farm their own, you know, meat, eggs. And I, I get in big trouble now if my old fella, old Uncle Paul there I was talking about earlier because I can't grow fruit and vegetables. I can't check the oil and water on my car. You know what I mean? And some of these kids haven't got a, a car, <laughs> period. Mm, mm, so yep. how are they going to survive in the big bad world yep. when they're so used to being lower mm. class or mm. not? Mm-hmm. Showing the right way, you know. Yeah, fucking true. Yeah, you're right. And our kids are the future. Like Kanye said, I'm a big fan of Kanye. Actually, yeah. our kids are the future, but we're giving up on them because we're worried about ourselves. Mm. Correct. Too many adults now worried about. I, I shared a thing the other day of um, flex. We're like the flex generation. Got to have the best yes. shoes. And that's the best church, the and best that's because of the uh, the educational system. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's what it's like. Comes down to like they don't tell you how to manage. They don't tell you about loans. They don't no. tell you how to manage your money. They don't tell no. you all the things you need to know when you go out into the big world. Yeah, you know, Joe. Like the other week, this young fella come into work, and you know you can pay fucking using your credit card on you your know, phone yeah debit yeah you can use your fpos card or whatever on your phone mm-hmm. anyway and he's tapped away and you know i said oh it didn't work mate i said what what are you using and he was using the zip pay bro he had fucking zip pay as like a just you know boom let's just tap and go on a zip pay that's that you know like buy now pay the fucking later fucking three installments or whatever i i said to him listen mate i said like gonna take it you know you, every day you learn something i said get rid of that that's today's lesson. I mm. said, that there is designed to bury you, mm. like, in debt. Mm. I said, if you don't have the money, you don't buy it, man. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah. Don't catch up. Yeah. It's mm. just catch up. It's yeah. just our catch numbers up. Are, uh, we're, like, ruled by numbers, but none of our kids are being taught about numbers. No. Now, mm. how, how motivate, or my motivation was about a year ago, my motivation was how many numbers are in my phone, right? How many numbers are in my bank account? If I had no numbers in my bank account, I was low. Low, didn't want to do nothing, didn't want to go nowhere. And there's people out there that, that are so reliant on them numbers today mm. that they're forgetting to live. Mm. Yep. Does that make sense? Mm. And that's where it's so easy, like how mm. we get caught with the drugs and that sort of stuff. Numbers are also a thing where we get caught into, thinking mm. that we can't live without money. Yep. And mm. that's what these cities are. Are made for <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. To take oh, yeah. money and to learn mm. and to live off money. Oh, you got no money, so you can't have a coffee or you can't do that. Well, that's how you the can't city have of, fun. That's you know how the I mean? city evolves. Yes, you can the have city fun. evolves off money. Off money, off mm. numbers. Mm. And you're only tapping now, you don't even see it. Nah, it's all digital. What's cash? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you got cash. Oh, <laughs> oh, you got cash. Sorry, we don't take that. Yeah, my coffee. Fuck you mean you don't take it? Yeah, like it's coffee, a currency. My coffee lad this afternoon, before I come here, I got a coffee, sit down and he's like, Oh, I thought you brought out cash. I don't know what to do with it. That's what he said. <laughs> no. no one goes there. No one goes there with cash. He's got the same tip jar that's been there since I've moved here. It's moved in there. <laughs> same tip jar just sitting there with the same money in it. Mm. He just won't. Must have it every year. He must. Yeah. Empty it up. Because like, yeah. people are just going Tap. with their card. Yeah. That's controlling their life yeah, right now. It is. Yeah. But um. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. What was it? It was called flexing. The, where yeah, everyone just wants yep. to look rich and not be rich. Yeah. Mm. Not have a house I'll, or car. I watched or, a good thing. Um, it was just one of them little short video things. I don't know, it was on someone's story, fucking, and it was about money, and it was about this kid that went to his dad and said, I want to learn about money. 
And um, he goes, no one teaches me about money. He goes, well, I can't teach you about money because I'm an employee. Go to an entrepreneur, um, blah, blah, blah. His dad is an entrepreneur. So he went to him and he goes, um, I want to learn about money. And he told him to piss off. But he just kept going back there saying, I want to learn about money. And he goes, if you want to learn about money, kid, you can sweep me floors and clean me toilets and I'll teach you about money. So he did that for two years and every Friday they they play Monopoly. And then after the two years he goes, like, when are you going to start teaching me about money? And he goes, I'm teaching you about money. Money's like playing Monopoly. you got to buy your four little green houses and then buy your hotel. And he goes, and that's how you live a successful life. Yeah. And I was like, well, that, you're not taught about money at school. Yeah, but you're not living then either. Yeah. I've got an old friend that I know back home, <laughs> right? <laughs> and um, she's bought so many – like she bought her first house at 18, right? And she's worked her ass off to get to where she is, right? But that's what she's done. Mm. She's worked her whole life <laughs> to get to where she is. Mm. You know what I mean? Now. Oh, no, she's pretty comfortable now because she bought a big house. But, like, worked her whole life. And I've travelled, like, completely. I'm, like, completely. I, was, I don't give a fuck about money. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's why I'm single because i that just it's just not what i'm about like mm. culture and 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 and, and dancing and, and sharing that's not my purpose not it's not my like yeah i've got kids i got us now i've started to actually knuckle down because i've realized what i've got a new generation that i have to teach mm. but money is not a big no that was one of the questions that got um that we asked each other last week from the fan questions was um you know what um What's your five-year plan or five-year goal? You know, and you asked me that two years ago, and my answer would have been all materialistic shit. Yep. But for me now, it's, you know, it's just, it's about exploring, seeing things and enjoying the moment, really. You know, yep. the simple stuff. And that's what it should be about, you know. Yep. Yeah, like, money's good, working hard's good, stress, it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's not healthy. No, it's, it's not. It's not what we're designed for. And I said that to me. To me, old boy, and like once when we catch up over Chrissy, like we're probably going to have a pretty good yarn and, and chat about it because, like, I'm, and I said to him, like, I'm pretty much done, you know, like, if you've got a resort and then if I can just, you know, put in there two weeks on, two weeks off, whatever we do, or, or help him in other things, like, once his house that I'm building is built and I can, if I, you know, once I can rent it out and it's paying for itself, like, I'm good. Yeah. You know I mean, I've got no other debt. Like, yeah. yeah I just, I'm fucking man. I like since I've been going camping and that. I'm like fuck. Like oh, I don't. It's yeah, a beautiful life. I just hey. don't need shit. Nah. Like, nah. Um, that's what I'm gonna do. Probably Saturday. Put my swag in. Head off to where? Anywhere. And when you come back? Sunday. I'll come. I might go to Budai. I think in Budai National Park. Where's that? Down on the central coast. Yeah, I'll come. It's just crystal clear water. And I'm gonna take me speed. spear gun with me mm. and just catch a feed. I'll take. I'll have food there. Yeah, I'll mm. bring food <laughs> just, just in case you don't catch anything. Yeah, you, you I'm can't like, hey, camping or what? Well, I fucking like. I'm like, I got nothing planned, eh? So I got a swag and shit. Yeah, there. you got a swag. Mm. That's all you need. Mm. We're out. Boys, run! I got kids. <laughs> kids duties. Yeah, Listen, I'll come on. You can live through our stories. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Bro. That's all right. Yeah. 
That's how I do that. Like one of the boys I used to do CrossFit with down the coast, you know, like he'd go to Bali, man, and like his Instagram stories would just be fine little dots, mate. Just fucking that many Same of them. Same as Nige. Yeah, it's that many of them. But I'd be just... We'd be sitting back like me and me and Damo. I used to have the food trailer I'm with. Camping with you know? him. I'm like, well, I'm like I'm we're in fucking Bali with, with him, bro. We were just sitting there watching today. Oh, now we're on a scooter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah no, living through him. He's a, he's actually off everything now. So like, isn't it weird that being off social media is something that we inspire to be now? Mm. <laughs> when I come back from camping, because I went to um up to Gloucester and then I went out to the steps at Barrington yep. sat in the creek and that all day on, yep. on Sunday and someone said how was it on Monday I said fuck it was good you know like no phone reception rah, rah. and then I giggled and he said what and I went isn't it funny I said no phone reception but all I could do is all I'd have to do is just turn my fucking phone off you know what I mean yeah. but for me to get off my yeah. phone it took me to go somewhere yeah. that had no reception yeah mm. well that's what happens when we go camping no phones allowed on the camp yeah mm. that's good ever yeah that's good ever. that's good I've got a job actually. It's probably going to be a blessing because it'll probably change my perspective. It's down the, the national park, this Saturday, and the thinking as well. Like it's um, uh, you know, the Upper Allen River. Nah. It's like up near. There's a mad camping ground near there. Um, I don't know what it's called, but um, yeah, it's like fucking hour and a half up past like near Dungogunat. No, nah, near Dungogunat, out like um, uh, Gresford, out right out that way. So, yeah, I don't so know it's out, out bush, but. Yep. No phone reception or anything out there, and I've got a job to do out there. Ne- uh, Is that the one ne- where you're staying out there? Yeah, ne- yeah. For, just staying in. She's putting us up in a little cabin. She's got a Barbie in the fridge. That's it. So it'd be good you're to get away and do that. Tyrone, but, yeah, yeah. So it's mm. good to get away and fucking, you know, just Relax. tone it down a bit away mm. from the city, bro. As mm. much as I fucking like the hustle, I travel, hustle. man. When Make I'm sure to look up the stars, yeah, bro. Yeah, you'll That's see him out there. I'll probably listen what to What about the emu? Have you seen the emu in the sky? No. Yeah. Okay. Only thing I can spot's a fucking saucepan, man. I'll have to show you. Yeah, yeah for sure. Amy in the sky, in the stars. So our big dreaming story is... <clears throat> so our, in all our stories right across is our creator come down and made love to Mother Earth. So our mother. We call her our mother. So we treat her like our mother. We don't spit on her. We don't lead her. We don't, you know. Um, and our four animals were born. So our four skins were born. So kangaroo, emu, echidna, goanna. And you said to them, go out and make the landscape. So they went out and made all the landscapes. That's why all our mountains are like a kangaroo mountain or a goanna mountain, echidna mountain, you know, like a little ruse, like an mm. echidna mountain. Mount Yengo's like an echidna mountain. We've all got the same similarities, you know. And um, they said, make us, meet us back at this special mountain here, Mount Oxley we have back home, Umbi Umbi we call it, I think. Um Boys will correct me if I'm wrong anyways. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'll take you back up into the sky. You can come and live back up in the sky with me. Um, the three of them fell asleep except for the emu. So the emu made it back to him and the emu went back up into the sky. So that's why you only see the emu up in the sky. And it's clear as day, right across like the sky, like right across, spread out like with the emu, right? And on certain times of the year, usually around April or May, its neck, so that's its head there, head there and its neck and its bum is sitting on earth. So like it's nesting on earth. Yep. And that's the time you go and look for emu eggs because emu eggs are out. Yeah. Wow. In Australia, like in the bush. It's amazing, bro. 
That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah and that's that's when we used to go hunt emu eggs. Yeah, wow. That time of year. Obviously, that's there amazing. was other stuff that you'd see. So you cook them up? Cook them up. Good. Oh, the best. Make, like, the best omelets, the best everything. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Well, there that's, you go. That's that's intriguing. Very <laughs> intriguing. Fuck yeah. You might, you might see it up there. Um, yeah, I'll check it out. Where you are. So, yeah. like, the Southern Cross, right? Yeah. Um, one, two, three, four. And that there side there, so one, two, three, four, in that side there is where the head sits. Yeah, right. Does that make so sense? So it's right near the Southern Cross. Yeah, so it's you've got to look at the black bit in the sky. Not yeah. the stars, but the black right. bit, so the blank bit, you yeah, know, take, yeah. and it's, that's where it is. Interesting. It's interesting. I like it. That's our big story. So like the Milky Way, we call it the Milky Way. We call it the river in the sky, the big water. Yeah, in the sky. Mm. Never heard of that. So emu. So the emu follows water, wherever there's water in the bush. Yeah, and in the sky. That's fucking. Never heard of that in my life. That's bad, bro. (laughs) True story. Yeah. I have to sit around around a fire eh, and hear some more of these. So (laughs) while you listen to this, just Google it. yeah, we just Googled it then and had a look, so fucking pretty fascinating. I'm not telling lies to What brought you to Newey? Mum and Dad. <laughs> My brother played for Knights um, when he was 18. He, he's got an amazing story too. He only played footy when he was 16 because we're basketballers. We played basketball our whole life back home. And then he um, said, yeah, I'll learn how to play footy. When he was 16, he played footy. They beat us in the grand final. He was 15. Beat us in the 16 grand final. Next year, 17, he went to Naramai and played under 18s for Naramai when he was 17. Won the grand final again against Jolie Thompson. You know Joel Thompson? Yeah, yeah. Plays for Manly. Yeah, yeah. And then they played, they played country together that year. Um, they played schoolboys, then they played country, then they played New South Wales, then they made Australian side all in that one year when he turned 17. This is two years of footy, right? When he was 18, he got a contract with Tigers when Scotty Prince and Benji were the yeah, right. bee's knees, right? That year, 2009, I think it was. Um, the next year, Scotty Prince signed with Titans and that contract for that halfback was Claude's to play halfback with Benji. But fell in love with a woman, went back home, moved back home. That's when Matty Head, remember Matty Head? Yeah, he was yeah. a little halfback. Matty Head dragon. got the contract. Yeah. Dragon, he got the contract instead, so he moved back home. Yeah. So moved back home for two years and then come back to Newcastle because Lukey Walsh and yeah. Cousin Frank and all that were with Newcastle, so they got him a start there. Keith Onslow, I think his name is, dad's a good mate, um, got Claw to start there. And Claw in the contract said, the only way I'll move down here <coughs> is if mum and dad come. So mum and dad moved down. Obviously, I was in a relationship then, so I stayed home. Uh, moved in. He moved in with Uncle Trev Patton. That's Joby and, you know, Joby, Joby and Guy? Patton, yeah. Yeah, Joby and Guy's dad. So we stayed with him for a couple of months and then he played with Knights and just fell in love. He was already in love. He was already, he wasn't even present. You know, yeah. his head wasn't in it. His head wasn't in it. His footy was in it. We went yep. back home that following week. Signed with Sims and scored five tries in the... Major seminar to go into the grand final. Like in one game. Or, or it was only eight, 90. <laughs> How often does it happen? But like I grew up with, with our people. Like, yeah, eh? I grew up with heaps of followers. Like, and man, just natural talent. But like, 
not even just footy, like one of my best. Everything. They can my, do everything. My best mate, Bill, mate, you go anywhere, we'll play putt putt, we'll play golf, we'll play tennis, anything, and they're just fucking I'm so, so jealous good, of them like, people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I mean, like, how the fuck are you doing? Well, you look at Mark. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, and like, just natural talent. Yeah. You know, but unfortunately, you know, living circumstances or yeah. whatever it may be, just, um, and they get homesick, bro. Yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of my mates got homesick and mm. just never went through with it. But just fuck, that's why a knockout's so good to watch. It's just you don't see that much natural talent in no. the NRL. Yep, it is. Thought, it's yeah. good to watch. Yeah, awesome, awesome footy. Because off the cuff, it's not. Nah. you know, structured. Yeah. It's just see see him play what's in front of you. Yeah, I like that about it. So, um, last question I got before we do the three before you flee is um, this I thought this would be a good one for you is uh, if you were prime minister. What would be the first thing you'd change about our country? Education. Probably education, yeah. Education, I think... Oh, what's that thing called now? Land rights, but what's it? Native title, I think I'd scrap that. No native title. I wouldn't have any native title. There wasn't fences. <laughs> you know what I mean? We... we we were 120,000 years old, right, with no castles, no houses, no fences, you know what I mean? Only since what's happened that all these fences have been built and all these barriers have been built, you know, because of Money. coin. Mm-hmm. So that's getting scrapped as well. So education, scrap the native title stuff and just go back to basics to build up, you know? Yeah. Education's key. I wouldn't take away. I wouldn't take away health Medicare either. Mm. I'd smash the Medicare because I'm. Mm. Well, you know, living, yeah. Some of our people in remote communities need it. Need it. Yeah. You know. So what happened with that? If you don't mind me asking, with, with your, what? With your kidney. Kidney. Yeah. Um. Just I was born with so mum and dad's sides are both fucked. Mm. Their kidneys are fucked. Like mum's kidneys fucked now. Um. So I was just inherited. Yeah. I was born with half of one kidney. Yeah, One well. kidney was that small, I couldn't even biopsy it. And the biopsy needles, as thin as your mm. charger cord, you know what I mean? Mm. And they couldn't even get a bi- uh, biopsy out of it. So my kidneys were fucked before I turned 18. Turning 18 didn't help, yeah. obviously. But yeah. there's no awareness around it. Mm. Um, so I, I've big in Aboriginal community now is to go and get your kidneys checked. Because with like lung cancer, you cough, right? You're always coughing. With eye cancer, you can't see. You know what I mean? It takes away your eyes. Mm. With brain cancer, you get headaches or whatever. You blank out, right? With your kidneys, there's no... Signs. There's no signs. Mm. I guess that just is a... Um, you know, it's a bit of a sign that shows you that, you know, you're here for for bigger and better things. Exactly right. Mm. And um, that's a beautiful story as well that I'd like to share is... Um, <clears throat> so I went through that special ceremony, right? And the following year, I didn't go back. So you meant to go back there every year, you know. It's This is your life now. And the ceremony from going yeah. from a boy to a man. Yeah. Yep. This is what you got to do now. This is your life. It's not like, like it's not a grab. you got to do this. And this is just, this is yours, you know what I mean? It's your culture. Mm. It's, you, you learn about this now. Um, the following year, I was too big for it. I was full of ego, 18 years old, partying, you know. Two weeks after that ceremony I missed, I got crook, bro. Bad. Really crook. 
went to the hospital with chest pains. Um, they took bloods. So my my creatinine standard creatinine right in a normal person would be from 110 to 190 right mine was 1500 my brother was 1500 <laughs> and what's the creatinine it's it should be sitting on 110 to 190 in but what is it creatinine's like your main blood source yep like the what cleans your blood yep you know what i mean so it wasn't cleaning my blood it was just keeping all yep. the toxins inside in of my body mm -hmm. so my heart was the next thing that it was shutting down mm. So my, I can still remember this day, I close my eyes every night and I always thank her, you know. She opened the screen, you know, the hospital screen, shh, you know, that open, how they open it up. And it comes this little five foot two queen. She's so beautiful, right? My doctor, she's like, ah, oh, Mr. Gordon, can you please tell me why you ain't dead? <laughs> how come you're not dead? How come you never died last night? How come you haven't died last week? You shouldn't be here. You should be dead. But to keep you alive, I got you now. <laughs> Lucky I got you, she said. To keep you alive, you have to do this now. You have to do everything that I say or you're going to die. Mm. And I'm still here. What a fucking wake-up call. Wow. <laughs> hey. Like I went to the hospital with chest pains, bruh. Couldn't breathe. It was just because everything, all the... Just closing like my in. heart wasn't going like that. It was just like closing up. Yeah, like closed was, up. Yeah, like they pumped four liters of blood straight into me. Boss. Next day I was on dialysis for 11 months, right? 11 months I was needling myself, right? So a needle in there, needle in there. I was taking blood out, cleaning it, putting it back in, right? I come down here to the mm, hospital across from Mata. Charlestown. No, you know, oh. Charlestown Square, and then you go left at the lights there, and it's a little private one there. Yeah, a little private one there, right? Yeah, right. I taught, I got taught how to do it by a little um, nurse there. He was a gay fellow who was. I remember him. That 11 months I did that, I, I, I had every form of dialysis in that 11 months. I kept getting sick and this. And nurses had come and pick me up because I didn't want to fucking go and dialyze. Like they'd actually send nurses out to pick me up. Because in the dialysis unit, right, we had, I had a 60-year-old here. 90-year-old here, 40-year-old there. I'm oh, not 40, like 50, over 50, right? 60. Oh, <clears throat> and I was getting to that stage, right, in that 11 months. I was getting to that stage as where I was going. They was going I said, where's Josh? How come Josh isn't in today? He's like my crew, you know? Mm. Oh, he's finished. He's not, he's not alive no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is happening... Everyone else is my age is partying, 18 year olds. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. living the, their best life, you know? How come Trisha's not, oh, she's finished, Ty. Like all these fucking people are dying around me in the dialysis unit. And I was like, this isn't fucking for me. So yeah. I was like dark down in the trenches, you know? Mm. I was like, oh shit. And that's when I was like, if I don't fucking, if I don't look after myself, that's me there, mm. you know? And then I'd have days where I'm bright and mm. like a, the sun just come out and then days I wouldn't even get out of bed. Flat, yeah. I just wouldn't even get out of bed. You know what I mean? And they'd come pick me up. The nurses, I'm good friends with them all now. And then I said, oh, I'm healthy enough now to go to ceremony. I'm going to go to ceremony, you know, the following year, the mm. 12 months. Went to ceremony. 
done what I had to do to get past there. The old fella looked after me or whatever and dialyzed, took me in the dialyzed, came back out to it and whatever. Um, two weeks after, I was here in Newcastle with the boys, with my boss that I have now at a house party at his house. I was still fucking drinking and carrying on. I didn't give a fuck. I was like, I'm going to die anyways, fuck it, you know? Mm. And um, Uncle Duggo, Duggo Gordon, see, gives me the phone. He says, Dr. Jem wants you. And I was like, fuck off, hang up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, hang up. I said, are you serious? He's like, yeah, look, there's 10 missed calls there. Look, here, answer it. Give me the phone. He says, like, Tyrone. Is this Tyrone? I said, yes. She said, if you don't get to fucking RPA in the next hour, I'm giving this kidney to someone else. I'm like, whoa, this is happening. I'm scattered because I had a big night the night before. <laughs> like, I just didn't give a fuck. I was so ruthless. I just yeah. didn't give a fuck about my body. You know what I mean? Now it's a completely different story. Well, you yeah. just think you're invincible too I'm at 18, that age. Bro. You know what I mean? I'm 18 Even if you've gone through that sort of stuff, you still think you're invincible. I'm 18, bro. It's ego. Yeah, still it's ego. You know yeah. what I mean? Bro. Get to fucking, what do you call it? Maitland Hospital. Uh, yeah, Maitland Hospital. It is, oh, your Tyrone. Yep. Put me straight in the ambulance. Fucking sirens on. Just pelting it to Sydney. Transplant. Next day, I'm up walking with the fucking my gut nearly hanging out. Like, the next day, I'm up walking after the transplant. Yeah, wow. And, like, ever since then, I've been on meds. It's, like, I'm off. First up, I was taking, what we count? 26 tablets. Morning, 20 tablets at night. Every day. <laughs> For six months, bros. For six months, right? Now, I'm taking four in the morning, five at night. Every day. Every single day routine. It's my routine. Forever? Forever. So will that reduce? Oh, touch wood. My kidneys will fail. Mm -hmm. Could have been last week. Could have been last year. Could be next week. Could be next year. Mm -hmm. There's no... I'm healthy as healthy as healthy. Question for you about taking... Obviously, medication, I know you have to for what you got. For me, I take bipolar medication. So do I. And I was always one of them people who was like, I'm not taking medication when I was fucking high or whatever. I'm not taking medication. I'm not super. But for me now, every time I take that tablet in the morning and every time I take that tablet at night, it's a reminder of the condition I've got. And if I don't maintain it, where I'll, it takes me back to where I'll be. Is that similar for you? It's a, more, it's a, it's a monthly ritual for me. Right, I sit all my kids down, wherever I'm at, and they watch me. They don't talk, we don't talk, and I do it. I'm like, this is what happens when you don't look after your body. You know what I mean? This is what mm. happens. End up like me. I'm a living proof. But the, like, like my old people call me Jesus because I've been through that many, mm. like. Been through that many medical hiccups. It's it's not funny. Like mm. I had, I still played footy. What I wanted to do, so I had a wish list, right? While I was in hospital, when after that transplant, my wish list was to have babies, two more babies, and to play in the rugby league grand final, right? I had three more babies, <laughs> <laughs> and I won like four grand finals. Fuck yeah! So. Easy. I'm um, um, just loving life now, dancing and relaxing, you know. But it, there's, there's that constant reminder. Yeah. There's that little Webster pack. 
Yeah. Need a stove. Mm. Every single fucking day I wake up and I look at it and I'm like, you know. Have you ever tried breathing exercises? Wim Hof, yes. My I man. Have, My I man. have Wim Hof. I've done the 30 for 30. You know, the 30 yep. seconds. Yeah, and yeah. I've jumped inside my body and it's scary. <laughs> what you could do mm. with yourself. Mm -hmm. But what I hate the most is not finding time for it. Yes. Mm. Do you find it hard to find time for it? Well, we have all the time in the world, people say. So, but so I'm reading this book and um, I'm currently I haven't really, I've done one, one of his breathing um, exercises. Yep. But I haven't actually done it consistently um the only thing i've done consistently out of his book is the cold showers yeah um and so if i look on me on the instagram so currently my over the last three weeks my average heart rate is down to uh 48 that's my resting heart rate just by doing that um so yeah so previously when i actually posted the book i um I did what my average heart rate was. So it was at 57. And just from having cold showers, I'm down to, uh, yeah, 48. That's my resting heart rate. Cold showers morning and night? No matter what, yep. So, so you I'll, have your hot showers first, So I'll right? start, yeah. So I'll jump into a warm, hot shower. Mm -hmm. um, and then when, I've done, when I'm done, I'll just go full cold straight up, just hot off, full cold, and... Um, control the breathing so you know you know gasping and you know because mm. it's cold just get that's, in there center your breathing down and just and just enjoy it yeah and that's and that's and that's another thing that people think we're crazy too because of the way we talk about this sort of stuff but getting to know your body and what you could do with your body and the breathing like if someone's listening out there and you turn the cold shower on it in the middle of winter mm. at, Five or six o'clock in the morning. Five in the, or four, and, four and then in the you, morning, yeah. You try and control your breathing while that cold water is hitting you, and you do it, mm. and you come out the other side. Come and see me, and, and yeah, let me but know. But look, what like you. the you know that first week, that first four, maybe five days, and like. <gasps> you know yeah, and, just, and it was like 30 seconds was like hurry up you yeah. know like oh and then boom i'm out yeah you know but then after that first week then i was like you know what just just go 45 like to a, a minute it's like a and, trance state and now, dead eh? set like now but state. yeah but now it's like i'm just like yeah let's go it's it's fucking easy it's just cold now yeah it's simple mm. it's so like it's ridiculous how easy it is so i don't know what exactly like system that he talks about and where the muscles are in your body so over over many many generations we've become comf like so comfortable um you know in the in the elements because we put jumpers on because yeah. you know we rug we rug right up in yeah. the cold um where we've actually got these we've got this muscular system in our body that is is there to keep our core temperature at a specific um like you know it might be whatever it might be i don't know like i'll be just pulling a number i can't recall it out of the book but let's just say you know it's 28 degrees or, mm. or whatever it is our core temperature always stays out and it fluctuates one to two to one degree plus or minus so over over these generations we've lost we've lost this muscular system because we we put an air conditioner on we put a blanket an extra blanket of doona on our bed we put more jumpers and clothes yeah. on um which then Fuminarashi. which then <laughs> over the generations heart attacks have increased all these things have increased is because our now our heart is working 
is working harder to produce the blood and, and pump and keep uh, our core temperature at that at that rate where it's supposed to be at mm. so having the cold showers is designed to go from hot to cold is to make your muscles contract and and start building your muscles back up mm. yeah in in your inner core mm. and um yeah so now you know like it's evident you know what i mean like this is probably my fifth or sixth week doing it and now like my you know it's dropped nine you know so you nine just breathe properly while getting in the shower I just try and control. I don't even, don't even, I don't care how it goes. I don't do his breathing technique. All I do is, is just, you need to not, you know, and look, the first two, three times, it was fucking hard. You know, it took me breath away. It was cold. But now, now I can get in and I can have a, like, I can just breathe like I'm having a hot shower. I can get under there and wash myself. Look, if I wanted to, and I have done it, I'll just turn the cold on and jump straight in. Yeah. Yeah. But I find it, it's more getting your body adapted to the warm and then flicking it to cold. And you can, I can feel like all my muscles and that, like just like tensing up and working to just keep myself warm. Do you reckon it makes your life more comfortable? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're more relaxed. I feel feel less stressed and less anxiety. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that was what I was really hoping to get out of it. But I feel like I'm going to drop to another level once I start the breathing. Yeah. Yeah, so because they, they, they think it's for stress as well, right? Just say you, I can spill a drink on me in a nightclub. Your instant is anger. anger. Instant yeah. go whack. That's what they reckon that's good for. Because if you spill a drink on me, you're like you're centered. Mm. Sorry, bar. You're right. Let's yep. just walk past and let's mm-hmm. go now. Yeah, well, you're very. That's centered. what I, I heard. You can't be angry if you're breathing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I um, have big time trouble, like big trouble sleeping at night time, right? Because I think about all the bad shit that I've done and all the bad shit that I could have done to not do that. Mm-hmm. And then like when you get you're angry, you're like... Mm-hmm. And you find yourself not breathing at all sometimes mm-hmm. because you're just you're so, so stressed. Angry, yeah. Feel you got to let that sort of stuff go though. But if you let it's that done, stuff go, done. It's mm. what's done is done and then mm. that's where you're like, oh, yeah. So, and I've said it on this potty, like, um, you know, like this book come out in September and as of the 14th of August in 2020, it was all backed by scientific evidence. And he's, he's got people with multiple sclerosis with MS um, and just through breathing has, has helped them tremendously. Yeah, so... Um, and, but the thing is the fucking time, you know yeah, what I, was, I mean? I just, because exactly because when about. you... When you do his breathing technique, you're opening up your lungs. You're opening up all these organs inside. So you can't do it at night after dinner on a full stomach. No. You, it's designed to be done on an empty stomach, mm. which for me, that's when I wake up. Yeah. I'm already waking up at fucking four in the morning, yeah. man. You know what I mean? I so, no and that much. breathing, that three rounds of fucking 30 deep breaths, that's a 25-minute fucking routine, mm. you know? Because so you're holding your breath for like two minutes 30 after. Yeah. Well, I said that, I said that on this like, potty. You do it 30 seconds first time, mm. and I got to like... Dead set two minutes, and my head wasn't even fried. No, I wasn't even going. And people and I was just like, and, and "Okay, I better breathe now because yeah. I think I'm going to die." Like <laughs> <laughs> I actually better can't. breathe now yeah. because. You know. And if you if you listen to this and you're fucking skeptical, he has a little a little tester for you in the book, and what it is is he says, "Okay, so just if you're sitting here normal and you listen to this potty now, dump all the air out of your body and hold your breath, time it, see how long you can hold your breath for." Right, mine was 16 seconds. 
So then, <laughs> so then, and then now, okay, and then, yeah, and I was like, fuck, that's pathetic. Okay, now do 30 deep breaths. So inhale as far in as you can all the way in and then just exhale normally. And then on your 30th, once you've exhaled, hold your breath. A minute 48. That's what I hit. <laughs> just after one 30, run round of his 30 deep breaths. Like, yeah, you know, it, the evidence is there. And like... I'd be but intrigued and I hope people like reach out and comment on our yeah. or DM us and yeah. I'd be keen to see how they go with and it. And he doesn't do it like this. He jumps like that. the breath that he holds is in the fucking cold water. Yeah. Mm. But that's something he, and he even talks about it doing in the shower. Don't do it anywhere where if you pass out, you can die. You can die, drown. But yes, die is a good word. Have you, the, have you seen the Joe Rogan one? The, he's, he's talking to a Marine, right? He's a Marine officer. And their training as a marine officer is to get put to sleep under the water. Actually, I think, yeah. It's getting the panic of getting knocked out under the water, right? Because when you're under the water, when you're out, you don't, you're out. You don't mm. breathe, you don't, nothing, right? You're out. Mm. And then you're right. It's the waking up that stresses you out. So the more you're awake and stressed under the water mm. the more you'll survive yeah uh the more you won't survive but if you're mm. out you're relaxed like, you'll survive you're longer. relaxed you're out yeah. you're not you're not stressed about anything this yeah. guy he, the marine said one guy lasted 45 minutes under the water out sleep i think it was david bain telling them because yeah you know he does david bain no. oh, I don't the know. magician oh yeah you yeah know, yeah david yeah bain? it was yeah. him talking yeah. about because he does all that stunts and shit. Yeah, right. And he's talking about 45 minutes he said this one guy was under. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, that was David Bain, the magician. Yeah, and mm. he's talking about Wim Hof and yeah. holding their breath. But like Wim Hof did, so at base camp at Mount Everest, he did, he ran a marathon in his board shorts, nothing else. <laughs> yeah, at the base Off camp at Mount there. Everest. So you've got, you've got chill factor, then you've got the wind chill factor on top of that. And just from his breathing, yeah, kept him warm. Mm. Incredible. Quite incredible Give and interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, look, I, I, yeah, I want to. Um, oh, fuck, yeah. I just, I'm being lazy, guys. That's what I'm doing. I'm fucking being lazy. Get up at 3.30, Josh, and just fucking do it. Oh, yeah, because everyone yeah. wants to get up but at it's 3.30. Just, uh, you know, I know I should be doing it, but I'm like, ah, I can't sacrifice going to the gym. Can't sacrifice doing this. I, I I'm just, the same. Fuck, I just need to do it. Same. I prep all my coffee, every, breakfast, everything ready to go in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sleeping until 9.30. <laughs> <laughs> Looking oh. for lunch by then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, up, I'm up at 3.30, but it's just fucking nice. Yeah, what time my, do you go to bed, bro? Let's talk about that. Um, I can I'll find that 9, 9.30 at the absolute latest. 9.30 is a bender for me. And then um, up at 3.30. You have days where, because like, I have days like, what the <laughs> fuck am I doing? He has Why days where he posts up, repost Chloe's um, story, eh? And he's fucking asleep on the floor next to the lounge. <laughs> When I get home, bro. Yeah. What about over morning? It's just automatic, free thirty. I'm good, bro. Like automatic. Yeah, I'm, I'm up. I'm going. That, like another thing that that's the Arvo's when I drive home. I've got that hour drive home, and I'm sitting in the car. That's what a tire. Yeah. Mm. Another thing that that David Bain spoke about was setting an, an alarm with your body. Mm. He said, "Have a crack at not like set your alarm, but try and set your alarm with your body mm. and see if you wake up." I reckon you can do it. I'm not get, that trustworthy. If I don't, well, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get fired. <laughs> 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 Why are you late? My body didn't wake up. 
Yeah, my body didn't set the alarm. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not that trustworthy on my body because yeah, um, I love a good sleep. I'm not. I do get up pretty easy once my alarm goes off, but fuck, I wouldn't trust myself. What, well like, are you in? Oh, this was probably a stupid question, but are you in bed with your missus at three thirty when your alarm goes off? Yeah. Does she not hate you? <laughs> yeah, does she like uh, she? She, I'm pretty lucky. Like she encourages. Bruh, the, she's a good woman. My routine, you know what I mean. But now we've got the bubba too. He, he he's even on board with my routine because he gets up for a bottle around three thirty. So I get to give him a bottle before I go oh, to that's work. Beautiful. So it's not it's mad, but it end up working good. So that doesn't happen for like until he's yeah. like ten or something. <laughs> 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 Trying to sleep in there at ten years old. But um, yeah, like fuck. Like, I love a sleeping on the weekends and stuff, you know what I mean? But it's not much of a sleep. It's like 7 o'clock or something. But max 7 yeah, o'clock. Ma- yeah, max 7 like, o'clock. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. What am I doing? 6.30 like, for me, yeah, 7. Like, if I'm in at 8 or 9, like, my body just is aching. It's just like you've been laying down too long. Yeah, get mm. up. Yeah. I'd rather get, like, even if I don't have my kid on that weekend, oops, Um, yeah, I'll, you know, like the other weekend, I was up at 4, fucking... In town at five, doing the stairs, going for a run, coffee yeah. at six. It's that yeah. adrenaline, bro, like what we talked it's about before, you know, you, you know what you're getting up for. Yeah. You're getting up with purpose, you go yeah. out to the gym, and you're letting out your endorphins, you're working on your mental health, and then you get to go to a coffee and chill with the boys and start your morning like that. Like I think that, a you know. stable home. Yeah. Or not a stable home, but a stable, being stable, mm. all like in within yourself is mm. a big for, help. Like for, if you're unstable... Um, mentally and physically, then you're all over the place. You mm. can't sleep at anything. But no. if you can find grounding in where you are and what your purpose is in life in general. I just, um, for me, like I just, going to the gym in the morning is just, it's a good way to start the morning. You're pumped for the day and it's just so easy, man. Like you can have a shit day and I don't have to go, fuck, all right, now I've got to go to the gym. I'm going to go yeah. to the gym this afternoon. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. It's already done. It's mm. out the way. Yeah. If I'm having a shit day and like my, you know, and I, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get the fucking b-ball out and go shoot some hoops and uh. just balance myself out for the day yeah. or I'm going to go grab my skating and go for a fucking cruise mm. through town. You know, I'm going to, mm. yeah, like adjust and, and rebalance myself and just clear my head. And that's what I've... I've only just realised dead set in the last three weeks about how beautiful this place is that we live in because mm. of, of afternoon I'm going to the beach now mm. and there's stairs there or you can swim or you yeah. can just fucking walk. Mm. Like, well, he, he passed me on the way here. Oh, the Savo, because I, I went and done Merriweather stairs mm. before here and then went for a dip and then, yeah, just made me way over here. thing, brother Tristo Lumley there showed mm. me a little circuit on the stairs there yesterday and I'm, I'm in love with it, eh? Like this... Touching every step and then running around and coming yeah, back up. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna it's have good. a crack at it. Like, it's a good one. You go up Merriweather stairs, turn left, left, and then it goes around to that little top car park. Yeah, yeah. So if you just go past that, there's a little dead end street. Yeah, and, and you run up and up the grass hill. Fucking death, man. Yeah, don't do that. It's um, don't do that. It's nasty, man. It's fucking I, nasty. I was like, stairs are hard enough. The other day, uh, like that that road, right? I was like, yes, I'm, I'll skip, warm up, and I'm gonna do ten. Two in mm. of the stairs of the road, just the road, not oh. the stairs, just that road up. <laughs> Two in, I was like, oh, "What do you? <laughs> what do you got yourself like, in for, Buzz? How like that place is not busy, right? Mm. I had a free car line up in that street behind me when I was walking back down on the third one because I was just like, I had the, I had the dray beats in, so I didn't hear nothing." <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll probably bip the horn at me. I looked behind and in that, like on that hill, there was three cars. Banked up. All banked up. Yeah, <laughs> I, was nice. like, oh, I was like, I was so shamed, man. I was like. Uh, Sometimes um, when we go to do the stairs in that early mornings on a Friday or a Monday, um, I'll take in like a 15 kilo sandbag yeah. and we'll throw that on the shoulders and run the stairs. That's torture, bro. Mm. I turn like, I can do probably 16 to 18 sets just normally. As soon as he throws that in, I'm done at 10. I'm fucked. But like, I just run, I, I do one normal. So what you do is if there's three back. or four of us doing it, someone just takes it up, brings it down. And if you come down and sit in there, you just grab it. And, yeah. You know, whoever. Yeah. But the Savo, like I did like 20 minutes, 20 sets. Fucking nutted it out. Legs are all shake trying to do so it. So you go to day. stairs and then you go up to that there? Nah, nah, I just did 20 just sets of stairs, stairs yeah. in 20 minutes. Yeah. Try to keep it every minute on the minute. Ooh, so, deadly. All right, yeah. let's get into three before you flee, bro. Um, what motivates you to wake up in the morning? Um, what motivates me to wake up in the morning is my health. Because mm. without my health, I can't do anything. <laughs> Standard. True. Yeah, nice. Yeah, definitely. That's especially with what you've been through. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. We're not promised tomorrow. No, we're not. No yeah. one is. Especially until you me go through with adversities my, and um, stuff like that. With my family's um, health records, you yeah. know? That's right. Yeah. And here I am eating a bag of Chico's while I'm talking to you. <laughs> That's why I'm eating so many chips trying to help you out, brother. <laughs> They're fucking it. good, eh? <laughs> yeah. uh, next one is what legacy do you want to be remembered for? Ah. Uh, Dancing, I suppose. Dancing yeah. and a good dad. That's all any man could probably, you know, being a good dad is number one. And then the rest can just come along. Come if it happens, that. it happens, you know what I mean? But being a good dad. Yeah, my mum's taught me, um, my mum's been pretty loyal with that. Like she's um, kept me grounded my whole life. So I owe everything to her. Shout out to mama. Shout out to mama. Mum, Love mama her. Uh, last but not least, bro, what's next for you? Um, what's next for me is, as in in life, just in life and yeah, in your life journey in and general. What, you, um, what have you got going on? Creating a, a life here in Newcastle. Now, that's what's next for me. I've got my crew now. Mm. Yep. You know, um, so that's 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 what I've gained by just being here in the last month. So. Um, it's just another making a uh, lifestyle for my kids to come down. Mm. They're coming down this next year. Yeah, so. I was blessed enough to meet your daughter. Yeah, the other, the other day. Bless so. her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah man. she was good. Come yeah. join the crew in the morning. Yeah, that's what it's about too, bro. You know. Yeah, that's um, especially like Josh said, we're all got kids. So yeah, we are, bro. We can connect on um, yep. another level when you become parents. Yeah, you know, the boys are yet to experience it, but mm. you become less selfish well you yeah. you have that awareness to be less selfish mm. and life becomes a little bit more important i'm kind of jealous of the boys too they have no yeah they have no roster at yeah, all that's right you know yeah. <laughs> their roster is yeah. what shirt am i gonna wear today <laughs> <laughs> that's true you know that's that's what that's they're true. that's what they're doing mm. you know what i mean and we're yeah. like but that's what like josh said it's so important to have followers like us there because they're gonna go through shit in life they are that and they're gonna have people that are solid that are walking their own journey yeah. that have been through stuff yeah. that they go through so it's super yeah. important and can have. and can give that support you know like like you did with dill you know, mm. when you couldn't make your birthday and you had it back home yeah yeah you know just reaching out and just offering that support yep you know it's like it's bad. not only just giving him that, that support but you know 
subconsciously it's showing him what a fucking man does. You know yeah, what I mean? That's to right. their friends. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. All, All right. Well, fucking thanks for jumping on, bro. It was um, a pleasure yeah. to get you on. Um, I wouldn't mind tapping more into that spiritual part of We got what a bit doing, deeper so. at the end there, I've noticed. Yeah. So oh, it was fucking good. Maybe man. we can go back to that yeah, on another sure. day. Sounds 100%. good, brother. Thanks for jumping on. Thanks for listening. See more people. Thank you, guys. Mad Take yard. care.